This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves if you dial in toll-free. The number for you is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 800-259-9231. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Meg. And Mark, I believe, will join us later on. He's got some political thing to do in his town, so I don't know. Maybe we'll see him. Maybe mm-hmm. we, we won't. But there's, as always, uh, much to be discussed here tonight. And, man, last night I mentioned something about Ron Paul being a crack dealer. I hope uh, we'll get the chance to <laughs> to, uh, wow. to talk about that tonight. But, uh, Meg, you said something before the show that really caught my attention. Yeah. Because on Free Talk Live... Throughout the years, in fact, going all the way back to the very first show, we've been talking about uh, we've been talking about smoking bans that have been enacted in various different places throughout the country and and indeed around the world. Uh, and watching over the years, over this almost last decade now, watching for years as the creeping smoking bans will you know take place, where they'll ban it from all businesses, or they'll ban it from restaurants, and then they'll ban it from all businesses, and, and then, then they'll it's twenty five feet from the door, or windows, right? and and then it's all sidewalks, and then it's the parks, and, and then, then it's then, pretty soon just sections of town, and so like the smokers are turning into this you know Soviet Russia. We have to go off into the middle of the woods to do something. They are totally a persecuted class. Yeah. And so, and then they go into your homes as well. They doesn't, it doesn't stop outdoors. They've banned in some places, I think it was in California, where they've banned smoking from like a duplex mm-hmm. or any kind of an apartment building where something else, some other home is attached to yours. Yeah. You can't smoke in there I've also either. heard about uh, certain laws where like if you have children in your car or in your home or something like that, it's something having to do with the minor being within the presence of your smoking yep there's that too yeah yeah so just you look at those laws and you say to yourself well where do they go from here what is it that comes next as far as these smoking bans go and i've kind of joked in the past and said well you know what about fragrances i mean people can find perfumes or colognes very offensive Mm -hmm. Uh, you put too much on it can be Really difficult to to handle that. Oh, yeah. I'm wearing Ben Gay right now, and I'm sure everybody around me is just loving it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I walked into your house the other day, yeah. and uh, you had some of that on. I was like, wow, what are you, what's this incense or whatever? Uh, nope, nope. <laughs> Anyway, so tell me the story. Where's this coming from? All right, from? so this is out of uh, my hometown of Portland, Oregon. I just thought I'd check in with my city, see how it's going, and not so That's well, so apparently. Um, so this is uh, from... Cities don't tend to do very well when it comes no. to... Uh, Turning back the tide of the state, uh, especially Portland. It's uh, they call it Little Beirut for Republicans because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's quite as liberal as they come. So this is from uh, KGW News, and uh, I'll just go ahead and start reading this. But uh, city leaders were expected to pass a new policy discouraging personal scented products at the workplace, saying such products can irritate some people's allergies or asthma. Human resources departments everywhere are having to address this issue. Oh, they're just going to discourage this, Meg. This is no big deal. Yeah, it's, it's okay just, to make a recommendation. It's just discouragement. Um, right. On Wednesday, commissioners, not bosses, not personal people, commissioners, city commissioners, uh, will consider a policy that discourages perfume, aftershave, cologne, and use of strongly scented powder, deodorant, and other personal hygiene products. Now, uh, before I go on, I have to say, if people are using deodorant that's too strong, I probably prefer that versus not using. Option. Yeah, because yeah. I, I find that a little more offensive than the smell. I mean, like I had the grandma who wore the 30 different kinds of perfume at once and it was kind of abrasive sure. and gross. But 
the same time, it's much better than a hippie. <laughs> you know? Stinky person, yeah. B.O., not so good. Yeah. So, um, uh, let's see. If someone had a legitimate bona fide allergy to perfume, it does create a, some serious consequences for them, Wheaton said. Uh, I assume Wheaton is some union spokesperson. Mm-hmm. Uh, likewise, on the other end, I think if employees can get annoyed by not being able to wear perfumes, but overall this ordinance that they're passing just codifies what's already an existing practice. So it's not a problem. I mean, yeah. Is... I, I just I wonder when they say, like, discourage what they actually mean. Are they going to discourage with fines, with... Uh, right, right. Yeah? Because, uh, well, when I was at the city council meeting the other day here in Keene, oh, New yeah. Hampshire, the, uh, the police chief said that he hands out tickets, uh, th- you know, 15 or $30 tickets or whatever for parking violations to educate people. Educate so that's people. just education. I know. So when I... they say something, it doesn't always mean what you might think it means. Yeah, and when he said that, I just wanted to be like, do you teach your children by beating them with a baseball bat mm-hmm. every time they do something wrong? I mean... It seems kind of harsh to educate people through punishment like that. Also, city ordinances are generally laws. I mean, yeah. they're generally rules that have some sort of a penalty for breaking them. Typically, it's a violation or something like that, a fine, which, of course, usually means if you don't pay the fine, you're going to go to jail. So there is yeah. a threat of jail. But uh, I mean, it all comes down to it's a threat. Well, that's right. I mean, well, it sh- that's it. Certainly sounds that way yeah. to me. And they're saying it's they're expecting it to pass here, and it's it's in- imminent. So that's not good. Yeah, but- it just it ends with saying the policy does not address issues where employees exposed to fragrances in workplaces outside the city of Portland. But that's really it. I'd like to you know to actually read the text. Yeah, uh, and too. see and see what it says because if it's an ordinance, it likely has some sort of a punishment attached. Otherwise, why wouldn't they just pass a resolution? Yeah. Why wouldn't they, you know, we, the city council of Portland, decree yeah. that it is inappropriate to wear too much perfume or cologne at your workplace? Thank you for your cooperation. So that would be different than having, you know, an actual legalese ordinance yeah. being put into the law books. I I think this may, there may be a punishment involved Yeah, here. it says policy, and I assume that policy has some sort of, you know punishment with it even if we're jumping to a conclusion yeah uh, let, let's presume that we are jumping to the conclusion and that this is just a uh, just a recommendation by the government some people would say that this isn't what uh, government should spend their time yeah doing. i'm trying to think well government in my mind shouldn't be spending their time with anything i they agree shouldn't be in existence but you know back in my old uh liberal ways i guess when i still believed mm-hmm. in the authority of the state. Uh, this is one of those things that even as, you know, a believer in the state, I would just think, what what are they doing? Why are they wasting time and money? I'm sure like sitting around in a room discussing if perfume is too strong in somebody's workplace is really what you know they did too yeah that's another aspect of this is they at least around here if there's a proposal it has to go to a committee and then the committee has to open it up to the public and people come in and they discuss and then yeah you know there's some sort of recommendation is and it takes like two years of work to you know come up with a resolution of we can't do anything about it so like i just imagine if they can what how long is this going to take and how much money is going to be spent in the process either way so the number here is 800-259-9231 you can take control of the airwaves you can bring up whatever you want another version of the story i just was googling it here to see if i could dig up anything else uh says all employees would be asked to refrain from wearing perfume and 
that's again another kind of code word that you'll frequently see with the government where well we're just asking you to do these things even though there's a fine behind their so-called asking so you have to be again very cautious about that's why whenever you know a cop or any sort of government bureaucrat says anything to me in you know, sort of a direct way telling me to do something. I always ask, are you asking, are you asking or, or are you is ordering? that an order? Is that right. a lawful order? Because, you know, th- if it's a lawful order and they say yes, then, you know, you do it or you probably get arrested or whatever the consequence is there. But if it's not a lawful order and they say yes, you can come back and get them with that, with that later. Okay. I am think I'm lo- looking again a little further here and I, this may just be government only. Really? I, I'm not. I'm not clear on this. There's another version here that says that uh, all employees would be asked to refrain from wearing perfume, uh, but according to this, it's for city employees yeah. to create a fragrance-free workplace. Yeah. That- so maybe this is only an ordinance to somehow restrict what government workers are doing. Which they do have a lot there. So a lot of women that wear uh, government or, workers or in general. Although, so- yeah, I one thing poor. Uh, Portland would be the place to ban these because they're very, you know, organic, natural types. So, But how long, even if it is just, again, presuming it is just for the government, mm-hmm. how long before this spreads out? How long before that some city councilor comes back and says, well, this has just been such a success. We haven't had a report of a single perfume incident all year long. I think we should expand this to all workplaces. Oh, that's how it works. 800-259-9231. You take control. Bring up anything. Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything you want. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We have got archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, you can just click and download. They're right there. Uh, on the front page of the website, and then if you click into the archive section, you get the last week's worth on the front page. You click into the archive section to go back all the way to late 2006, all completely free, thanks to the folks over at HostGator. Now, HostGator does web hosting, and they are a worldwide leader. You can create your own website with their free site builder tools and templates. You can also uh, get a free month of hosting as well if you enter through our link, which is HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com. Unlimited disk space. Bandwidth is also unlimited. uptime guarantee, 45-day money-back guarantee. Go and get the details at hostgator.freetalklive.com. You enter through that link, you get your first month of hosting completely free. As we go to your phone calls, and then coming up, we started out by talking about a fragrance ban uh, that is being proposed in the city of Portland and actually expected to pass. Uh, It may only affect city employees for now, but just wait. Yeah, I I actually just found that uh, last year Detroit 
banned fragrances from their city. Oh, okay. So this is an old idea then. Yeah. So they're just copying something that has already been done, which is another thing that we see happen where one tyrannical idea will be introduced and then it'll start to spread. And then after it's been around for a while, all of a sudden it expands. So we'll get to another kind of related story to that here in a moment about pot in New York City. But first, to the phones and your calls. You can bring up anything. Michael is in Ohio. Michael, you're on Free Talk Live. Tonight. Michael? Hello? Hey, you're on the air. What's on your mind tonight? Hey, uh, I don't want to uh, wake a sleeping dog or any of the other cliches, but um, I was listening to the program last night. I think it's with uh, Sunfest. Yes. And um, she was uh, talking about the... um, Sun might have some kind of effect on our economy, you know. No, no, it was the other way around. The, uh, the the economy would have an effect on the sun. Wow. Oh, is that the way it was? Yeah. So it's, it's even because, crazier. Yeah, because I, I was going to try to help her out a little bit because you know the Egyptians used to worship the sun god Ra. It's true. And uh, the Assyrians used to worship a sun god called Shamash. So I was going to try to help her out, but if she had it the other way around, forget it. <laughs> you know, either way, I think she was kind of gone. She's uh, really far gone. In fact, she's actually been on hold since the very beginning of the show tonight oh, as well. Oh, hey. <laughs> yeah, so. Well, I didn't have to wake the dog. It's already awake. Nope, right? you didn't do it. You don't have to blame yourself. <laughs> Anything else you want to uh, share tonight, Michael? Well, I, I wanted to uh, ask, did you guys hear about the union between the United States and Canada? There, there was some kind of secret union made over the weekend. No. Some, like gay marriage? Well, no, it's called um, the, the uh, North American Union. Uh, it was something that the, uh, the Prime Minister of Canada and, and Mr. Obama was supposed to have forged on February 8th. I'm hearing it's online. Uh, Hmm. So you haven't actually seen anything, but you've not, you've not heard any more than rumors regarding this? Well, the rumors that you hear from the other talk radio stations. Yeah, I'm certainly that's cert- mm-hmm. that is certainly not credible. So uh, I, don't, I don't know what to tell you. Maybe somebody knows more that they can uh, clue us in on, but I appreciate the heads up. Yeah, Thanks, Michael. You know, everybody can have their own radio station, even, what's her name, Sunfest. <laughs> Well, I don't know if Sunfest could have her own station. Well, maybe she's, maybe she's coherent enough to put together hardware. Let's talk to Sunfest. She's with us in California. Sunfest, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Meg. How you doing? Sunfest, you're on the air. Sunfest going once. You hear me? There you are. Hello. Yeah, whatever is left of the planet, since it sank uh, uh, from industry under Babylon... Now, we how were this, now, how would the planet go about sinking exactly? Yeah. It's in orbit. Well, it's well known. It's well. You don't know about the continental drift or that we sank uh, uh, back then uh, when you, we were one the continent, continent sinking. One continent, Lemuria. But, well, the continent. That's a very different concept. But go ahead. No, no. If you look at the map, you'll see that it's all water and that there is just a few little continents floating around. Well, that was once one continent. And as it broke up and all the water that you're seeing, that two-thirds water going on three, continues to sink. And you can trace climate change to the Ice Age uh, mm. uh, in New York, uh, the freeze hell Atlantic. Uh, that so was is one. there an Ice Age coming, or is it going to be well, uh, warming? Well, you can, you, can, you can gauge it. I'm, I'm trying to show you how to gauge it, uh, just simply. But you're saying that, I'm just trying to understand, I'm a, I'm a kind of a novice to the whole uh, science, environmental thing. Yeah. So uh, you're saying that the Ice Age 
is going to bring about the continent uh, sinking? Well, uh, they have continued to sink uh, mm-hmm. over thousands of years. I'm just asking now, why. With Do you know why? Jo- with this uh, jobs economic crisis uh, and their environmental warfare, the Gulf spill and attacking everything, including us, um, mm. that's being speeded. Uh, now, why would that? Why would that speed the sinking of the continents? Presuming that's true, because and I'm not sure you know, you guys are the only ones I've ever talked to who I, don't I think I- industry affects uh, the environment. I mean, look at pollution. You don't think well, it causes pollution? Okay, no, I and, uh, <laughs> I understand all the arguments for industry and everything, environmental change, whatnot. I've I've looked into so much of it. A lot of it is bunk. A lot of it is not. But it comes down to. The earth changes over time. Like millions of years ago, it was covered in volcanoes and being pelted with meteors. Now it's just changing again. It just changes over time. Well, that's true. And, and so it, it, it's just something you kind of have to accept. Yeah, and I think and, more people are worried about the, the future you know, of the humans. Apologists, uh, the apologists for the economy have been saying the same thing about oil spills. There have been a lot of natural oil, oil spills, too. So what happened in the Gulf, uh, we'll just uh, kind of uh, ignore it and what Gore calls uh, denial. But if you're going to call anyone uh, far gone, you have to call Gore. And what all you, the what would you propose? I'm just curious. What? What would you propose for the oil spill in the Gulf? I mean, what else well, can you to, do at to this quit, point? To, to quit, uh, because they're driving, okay, so driving the anymore. oil, the sun. So would, the so the would sun. you be all right with uh, moving the, the oil drilling onto, uh, onto ground instead of in the ocean? To not uh, to stop it. We, to stop it okay, entirely. Here, here is the solution. Uh, we got to stop industry. And let the sun dry the oil. The, the sun could have dried the oil overnight. Like it dries hundreds. Wait a minute. Like it dries hundreds of what, feet of flood water. What it's industries would you like to stop? To ask a question, but not in mid sentence. Sunfest. I'm sorry. There's no other way to do it with you. Sunfest. What uh, What industries would you like to stop? All industries. It's it, okay. In the first place, if you stop one. And I've been an environmentalist long enough. There's a squeeze bulge. They replace a double. You say you stop coyote traps. Right away, you see two more bear traps. You huh? stop uh, a research uh, on climate. Is this industry? There's a whole uh, industry of coyote traps. Don't you understand the analogy? Maybe no, no, it's too I'm high-minded just for you. you an oh, yes. analogy that just whatever you, you do yeah. to try to stop the uh, industry a little at a time will be replaced. She's trying not to talk down to you. She yeah. really is. This, okay. is, this is the problem with conspiracy people. They get so into their stuff that everything they say to you is so condescending. You just don't want to listen to Thank it. Thank you, Sunfest, for the call tonight. Appreciate it. Maybe someone connected with you. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves, bring up whatever you want. And if you want more Sunfest, we actually spent a whole hour on Sunfest last night. Wow. Not with her on the phone. Uh, <laughs> she was on the phone for half an hour, but we had, we had a, uh, an email all about her, so you can grab the archive at freetalklive.com. You take control. Bring up anything. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zimpaks, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com. This is Free Talk Live. 
You can bring up anything you want. Dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves. The number is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. We will give you the features on the site there completely free. So enjoy those on us. Together, the human network speaks to the collaboration. We're not just... Away you. <laughs> All right. Sorry about that. So it's one of those uh, dreaded auto playing things on the web. Apologize. 800-259-9231. So as I was uh, explaining to you, there's our website at freetalklive.com. You can go there and enjoy the various different features that you'll find and know that it's all brought to you by the folks over at SACL CAI. SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful, they record every call, and have the best equipment money can buy, so your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at the top of the banner column at freetalklive.com. As we continue taking your phone calls and an update on... The war on pot in New York City. You thought it was decriminalized, right? Well, let's uh, see what's happened down there. First, though, we go to Vince, listening in Indiana. Vince, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Meg. Hello, Ian and Meg. How are you doing this evening? Just fine. What's on your mind, Listen, Vince? Listen, I, uh, I get this uh, pamphlet called Freedom Daily. Hmm. And they, uh, Jacob Hornberger, I guess, gave a speech there last year. Oh, here in uh, New Hampshire? Yeah. Okay. And... uh He's really a good speaker, and I hope he you is. guys had the chance to go listen to him. But uh, Yeah, actually, we've had him on the show as a guest. Uh, you can mm-hmm. download the interview over at guests.freetalklive.com. Just look for his picture there. Okay, because he, he's writing in his article here, Deference to Authority. And here he says, in the United States, we start with our children as young as six years old. That The state requires, our parent, requires the parents to submit them to government the government for a long process of state-approved education, the state permits three options to send our children to a government-owned public school or to send our children to a government-licensed private school, you know, the charter schools you've heard a lot Mm -hmm. about, or to homeschool our children with state monitoring, which is somewhat out west in California yeah, it varies the amount of yeah. monitoring. And I'd like to add, there's actually a fourth option, send your kid out of the country, because that's what my parents did. There you go. But yeah. inevitably, <laughs> you're likely sending your kids to some sort of government school system outside of the country, right? Uh, mine was a private, but... But it's likely regulated as... I have no idea. I, I haven't really looked into it. I should. So, Vince, uh, you're, on, you're on target there. And was he pointing out that this essentially creates... Uh, options that basically result in some you know very con- easily controllable people. Yes, he says this is basically how we control people in deference to authority. Mm. Like you have that first little snippet there about the banning of fragrances. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, you know, what are they going to ban next? You know. Oh, Man. Talk about the energy drinks. The, the, you're, you're right on target there, and Vince. Thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing well, from you. They did ban the one energy drink, the like alcohol. Four loco. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, apparently, Four Loco's company, I guess, headed that off by going ahead and uh, you know changing their formula. So uh, they're still manufacturing a product known as Four Loco, but it does it not. It just sucks now. <laughs> right, as I understand it, I, I think they. I think they took the caffeine out of the alcohol, or the alcohol, the caffeine. Something was mm-hmm. removed that made it, you know. 
popular, so it's probably going to you know, die die a death at this point. But mm-hmm. the the old four loco is has been banned in some places. I don't think it's nationwide, uh, but I believe yeah, I believe it has been banned in some places. So please feel free to correct me if uh, or correct us if we're wrong on that. Eight hundred two five nine. 9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Let's talk to Ryan. He's listening in Pennsylvania. Ryan, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind I tonight? Originally, oh, I originally called to uh, prop up Claire Wolf's 179 Things Due to the Revolution. However, oh, yeah, that's a good book. <laughs> very good book. But uh, I wanted to throw my two cents in about Sunfest. Mm, our and, local uh, crazy caller. <laughs> well, she's not local here, but she's in California. I honestly think she's less crazy than people think because I think she's phony. Um, I've been listening to her a lot, mm-hmm. and she just throws too many weird platitudes and all that weird stuff together and makes too little sense not to be phony to me. Wait, wait, it's wait, almost wait, wait, like, wait. I mean, Yeah, you, it's like she'll take one idea and then make a metaphor with a completely new idea that makes no sense. But you're not and, suggesting she's doing right. that on purpose. I think she is. Like, no, no. She'll talk no. about throwing particles into the sun and all that. No way. Like- there's no way Sunfest is pulling a scam. <laughs> She's no, there's no way Sunfest. There are some people that call this show where it's in, I would say it's controversial as to whether or not they're real. Uh, but I, I can't imagine that Sunfest could possibly be yeah, somebody who's not damaged. Yeah, she way too dedicated to but, that yeah, person. you're right. I mean, she does sound very... Um, Dedicated. Your average cr- crank caller is not going to have just to be, just let you know. I mean, from my experience in hosting a talk show over the last eight years of my life, the average crank caller is not going to sit on hold for th- three hours straight uh, just wow. to get her thoughts out. And we've we've had Sunfest do that before, where she has just waited and waited and waited just to get the same crazy crap on the air yeah. that she called about uh, the other night. And she definitely is crazy. I didn't realize it was like that. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I found you guys through, I started listening to Alex Jones back mm-hmm. in the day. And um, now, after listening to you guys, I realize a lot of that crap's crazy. But um, Well, and we were talking about this the- off the air last night. Uh, Alex Jones, I mean, he seems like a nice guy. Yeah, he's I've, a nice guy. I've talked to him before. Uh, we've been on his show. He's been on our show once for both of us in the in the past. And I like the coverage he does on the police state. I think he does really good work there. So I want to make sure that I give him props for that. Um, But I think that also the conspiracy realm is a very dangerous one. And I think that uh, I think that Alex Jones is like the crack of the conspiracy or like the first hit of the conspiracy world, because once you open up into that, some of the people that he might have on his show might lead you down further down the uh, the rabbit hole of the conspiracy into into crazy land. Like, you know, there's a certain point uh, where I'm true. Well, okay, yeah, I mean, I think that's pretty paranoid. There's a certain point where you cross over from being a a paranoid conspiracy theorist, or maybe, like, there's conspiracy dabblers. Yeah, I I do it as a hobby, just because it's interesting to me. Sure, I've seen all the Alex Jones movies. Yeah, yeah, they're they're interesting to make those connections and whatnot. Do I assume they're pure truth? No. Do I get freaked out about them? No. Right, so then you kind of go down this road into you know believing more and more and becoming more and more paranoid about things, and then over time it could really lead to some serious mental imbalance, especially if you're somebody who's living alone and you don't have a social network to you know to bounce these ideas off of to where your friends are going to say that's crazy. Yeah, well, plus once you start down this hole, I've seen more and more people who do this shut themselves off from the world, like because they get so scared and so untrusting of everything out there that they. You know, go into their room, lock the door, and think that the cops are just waiting outside for them any moment. Uh, so go ahead with a FEMA camp. Go ahead with your no, thoughts there, Ryan. 
that's that's absolutely no way to live, and that's what I see with a lot of these conspiracy theorists. But um, Claire Wolf, I, I I think she's a brilliant and underrated author. Um, like the 179 things due to the revolution, like is spot on. It's it's I think she's brilliant, and I think a lot more people should try to give Claire Wolf. Um, well, I have read uh, Claire, Wolf, uh, Claire Wolf's book, and I thank you for the call tonight, by the way. you got to watch the breathing in the phone, FYI. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you, though. But Claire Wolf, she is a very liberty-minded lady, mm-hmm. and she writes for, I think it was Backwoods Home Magazine, or maybe she d- does or did. I'm not, I'm not sure. I haven't heard what she's been up to recently. But she uh, had a book and has a number of books, actually. But one of them is, I think it was 179 Things to Do Till the Revolution. And in there, she lists all kinds of different interesting things, everything from kind of monkey wrenching to kind of going under the radar and, uh, you know, the, the different roles for activists to play, the, the instigator, somebody's out front and making a kind of a name, making a splash versus the people that are behind the scenes doing more quiet things. And she, she comes up with some very specific examples or ideas of things that people can do to kind of help hasten the demise of the state. Mm-hmm. And we actually tried to get her on the show, but she's one of those kind of reclusive folks. So she was nice enough to send a copy of the book uh, gratis so we could read it and, and review it and talk about it. Uh, but we weren't able to actually get her on as an interview because she's living out in the woods somewhere and doesn't want anyone to know where she is. Well, that's and, good. Yeah. I mean, at least she's living her own life. This is true. 800-259-9231. You can take control and bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Carnation Breakfast Essentials, helping your family get off to a nutritious start every day. Mornings can be chaotic, but a little advance work will take the pressure off. The night before, organize backpacks and put them at the door, along with anything else that your kids need for the day. Set a timer for five minutes before departure to give everyone a chance to mobilize, and off you go. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. You dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Meg. Once again, you can uh, join us on our website at freetalklive.com. You will find that the features on the site are completely free. So enjoy those on us. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, become an amplifier over at AMP. .freetalklive.com. It's a program that we've got set up that allows you to contribute three bucks a month to the show. Now, you know the website's free, so this is above and beyond that. Uh, you contribute three bucks a month. You get access to a few perks like the AMP-only call-in lines, uh, the AMP-only forum, and more. And we will take that $3 and reinvest it into Free Talk Live, using it to market the show to new radio stations, get on more people's internet connections around the world, and expose new people to the ideas of freedom. So go to amp.freetalklive.com to get signed up. And you can use PayPal or any major credit card, and it's over there at amp.freetalklive.com as we continue taking your phone calls about what you want. Rick is on the line in Florida. Rick, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Yeah, hi, guys. I listen pretty much every day on the podcast, but I finally got caught up. So uh, I was thinking about a caller tonight that kind of was into something from last time with the older guys that were calling and saying, hey, you got to obey the laws, you got to obey the laws. And then you guys are trying to take him one way. And then the gentleman tonight that just said, hey, I used to listen to Alex Jones. And 
also so did I. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you guys realize how many, how many listeners and converters you get by that natural progression from Bob Dole, Republican, right winger, to Alex Jones to Free Talk Live. Oh, I, I totally admit I heard Alex Jones way before I heard Free Talk Live. No doubt. I mean, yeah. yeah. I, did we talk down? I mean, I, I, I didn't mean to. I think to. he's a great gentleman. I think he does a lot of great work. I just don't follow him on all his conspiracy stuff. And I'm just concerned for where the conspiracy road can lead. That's all. Yeah. And I agree, but, I, but, but my point here is not that and we're on the same page as far as Alex Jones's, uh, you know, his stick is, for lack of a better term. But what I'm saying is, old guys like yesterday, you had a couple callers last couple days, and they're like, you got to follow the law. And, sure. and I think it was uh, uh, last night, heck. Uh, yeah, it was a couple guys from uh, Delaware, that, uh, or the, some of the other uh, radio, radio affiliates that were calling with that viewpoint. Uh, but it seemed like you guys got kind of argumentative where you could have had an opportunity to t- say, hey, take this extra segue and and just try to make that point that there are unlawful laws that you shouldn't. But it seemed like there was a little argumentative. But Well, if, if you I felt that I was too argumentative, I've certainly been guilty of that in the past. Obviously, I don't have the archive in front of me to review uh, at the moment. Uh, but usually, uh, you know, usually I, I think we try to be as persuasive as uh, as we can possibly be. And in some cases, that uh, that's successful. And in other cases, with certain stubborn uh, individuals who are, you know, very, very defined in what their belief systems are, it's, it's hard to crack that shell. You know? I, I guess what I'm getting at is that I really appreciate your points of view. But on that particular caller who's, you know, had 50 years of right-wing politics pounded in his head, yeah. it, it would, if he could just stick on that obey unlawful laws thing, I think that it, it, it's in your best interest and everyone's to try to bring those guys to our side. Oh, well, I, I don't think we... They're almost there. Well, they're almost there. The next step is... is, is believers in Free Talk Live and what you guys stand for. Well, it, you know, you're not going to do it in one night. I, I think it's important to remember that. I mean, putting the, those ideas out into people's heads, it takes time. Yeah. As you said, they, they've been listening to the same message for years upon decades, uh, perhaps. And, and even the people that are on board don't fully get it. I mean, we were having a discussion with somebody who I guess has been learning these things for a year the other night. And, the Liberty Ideas, you mean? Yeah, and... um. You know, by the end of our discussion, she was just in tears because it suddenly hit her then. Like, she was on board with them, but she didn't really get them. So it does, even when you get it, take well, time. Well, that woman that you're... Re- re- it, it, it does take time. And, well, and also, know, to be I mean, fair, to be fair, uh, Meg, the, the lady yeah. you're talking about, very nice lady. Yes. Someone who's overtly interested in our ideas. Someone mm-hmm. who wanted to take the time to sit down and explore but, those ideas. Not a caller... Yeah. Uh, not somebody who started out by advocating a contrarian position. No, but she did a- say that she was one of those people that, uh, you know, when there was some to do at the court involving us, she mm-hmm. would be one of the people complaining, oh, crap, we got stuck with another right. free stater in front of us or something like that. So, like... Oh, no doubt you she's know. changed. No yeah. doubt she's changed. I just feel like maybe she started, at least her conversation yeah. that you were referring it was to, a little where, more she, open. where she broke down, yeah. she came with certain intentions that the caller that he's referencing oh, may yeah. not have. Oh, yeah, and all I'm saying is, like, it's a long path even when you're in it. Absolutely. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I'm, I'm more than happy to... I was just going to say, I'm more than happy to accept specific critique as to how we could have handled a specific situation better. Uh, but I think that in general, we do a pretty good job of uh, of talking I, to people in a positive manner. I totally manner. agree with you most times. But uh, and, uh, once again, I think it's just important, rather, those guys call to pick a fight. 
and they want to spin you guys up, and, and, and they do. And I think if someone get baited into that thing just so they can fight with you, and I think they're almost there. They're almost to where we need to be sure. to kind of nudge them rather than pushing them. Well, I appreciate the call, and thank you for the suggestion tonight at 800-259-9231. It's one of those things where you just kind of have to feel the person out as it goes along. I think it was this past Saturday, or maybe it was earlier this week, because we, we certainly get a lot more calls uh, from our radio affiliates now in the second and third hours of the program due to uh, Indianapolis being on board and Virginia Beach now being on board. So we get more of the kind of average Joe listener calling mm-hmm. the show, and you just kind of have to feel all those guys out. There was one guy last week where we asked the right questions, and you could see the gear, you hear the gears turning mm-hmm. in the silence that this guy, and then he actually, you know, I think at one point admitted, you know, that's a really good point. Mm-hmm. And so... You can tell the difference between someone who is at least receptive to hearing other ideas and another individual who is just going to – they've got that brick wall yeah. that they've spent years of their life They're building. probably not even listening to you when you're telling right. your thing. They're just coming up with their next idea to slam you with. Or when we make a really solid point on the issue that we're discussing, which in this case was uh, obedience – and uh, and these bad laws that should be disobeyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, they were disagreeing. Well, you know, you'd always need to obey the law. And so we point out the inevitable the inevitable things that we always bring up, which yeah. is, you know, Nazi Germany or the, uh, the, you know, the people that were banned from the back of the bus, mm-hmm. Jim Crow laws in the South. Uh, and, of course, just total they, they just totally slimed their way out of it by just claiming, well, that's not relevant because that's yeah. not today that's or not whatever happened here. So even though that's that's one of those powerful points we can make, sometimes that just sails right over and it does mm-hmm. it does absolutely nothing. And so it just all depends on how responsive the individual is to actually having a conversation where listening is involved, mm-hmm. that uh, listening to ideas that may not be, I guess, it may not gel with their own preconceived yeah. notions. And some people respond to those ideas in a more positive manner, even if they even if they disagree with them, they can have an intellectual discussion about them yeah. and analyze what's going on versus kind of digging into their trench and preparing for debate. Yeah. And Which, I don't like to debate with people. Yeah, I think radio is a hard platform for really convincing somebody of these ideas on a quick phone call right. type thing. You know, it, it's something that takes a lot of time and I work much better, especially face-to-face with people talking about these things, because then you can actually put a face on it and say, like, this affects me in this way, as opposed to, you know, this is bad because of this. I can say, you know, this affects me. This affects my family. This and you can make is- eye contact, yeah. and, and people will and, be less likely to be, I think, as hostile when they're yeah. not disconnected from you. And especially internet forums, those are just the worst for trying to have any sort of political debate. Yeah, we're better Nobody than cares. an internet forum, <laughs> but not quite as good as, uh, as yeah. a real-life uh, conversation. So, so you've got the in-between here. This is the good medium step for those beginners. But if somebody wants to get on the air and they want to, you know, be behind their brick wall in their trench and lob, yeah, you know, lob things at here, us, you know, we can, we can play that game. I don't like to do that. Yeah. But in the, in those cases, we'll make some really good points. They'll completely sail over their heads. <laughs> but the people listening are yeah. who you need to remember. They're the important ones. I'm not saying callers aren't important. Obviously, they're the life you know part of the lifeblood of doing uh, you know an entertaining radio show is having different voices on the air and getting different opinions out, and that's mm-hmm. all very important to me. But as far as spreading the ideas of freedom is concerned. Somebody who doesn't want to listen, somebody who is rude, somebody who is, you know, fill in the blank, mm-hmm. somebody who's not uh, persuadable in that moment. Maybe they're not a hopeless case. Maybe down the down the, the wire, down the line, those ideas will break 
break into them yeah. at some point. Uh, but if it, if they don't on that one phone call, then they do serve as an effective yeah. Uh, tool, it might have touched ten other people who think like right. them who are a little more open. Foil may be the wrong word to use uh, in this case, but mm-hmm. somebody who can be, you know, uh, shown as this is the other side and this is how ludicrous they are and this is how inconsistent mm-hmm. they are and this is how angry they get and this, you know, this is the the status quo. This is their representative here. Yeah. Tonight. And we are not that. And so we can juxtapose ourselves to that uh, fairly effectively with somebody who is being, um, you know, a more argumentative <laughs> Less persuadable. Yeah. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Hour number two is next. And, of course, you can uh, bring up whatever you want. Also, the New York City story about pot. Lots of people getting busted, and it's supposedly decriminalized. At least that's what I'd heard. Yeah. More uh, coming up. This This is Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. Or visit porcupinerealtor.com. That's porcupinerealtor.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the second hour of the program. You dial in toll-free, take control of the airwaves, and bring up anything at 1-800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI, 800-259-9231. You can, of course, join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there totally free. Again, freetalklive.com. Coming up, protests happening in Wisconsin uh, by the government bureaucrats. We'll find out. Meg's got that story for us. But first, to New York City and the folks over at CopBlock.org reporting. Robin Jen writes uh, over at CopBlock.org, As the economy is in a slump and the national unemployment rate is at a horrendous 9.8%, as of January 2011, it would seem there are better ways to use taxpayer money than marijuana enforcement, which crowds jails with nonviolent offenders, imposes substantial costs on nonviolent victims, and, of course, requires considerable public resources. Recently released figures by the New York Division of Criminal Justice Services indicate that in 2010, the New York City Police Department arrested 50,383 people for low-level marijuana offenses. 50,000 people. That's the population of a small city. Yeah, that's more than keen, isn't it? That's twice as many people that live in in our very own Keene, New Hampshire. Uh, Some figures have estimated that only 59% of murders are solved in New York City. And that's, by the way, pretty pretty, uh, standard across the country where the supermajority of murders go unsolved. But apparently low-level marijuana use is of greater priority than murder. I mean, after all, you don't get money out of a murderer. Yeah, or... Anything, you know, you don't get to squeeze money out of them over time with all the payment plans. Stu- yeah, stupid yeah. stuff they got like breaking bail or skipping out on parole. Oh, sure, parole. sure. You got that for life. Yep. Drugpolicy.org contends that the rise in marijuana arrests cannot be explained by rise in marijuana use, which peaked in 1980, according to government data. 
According to the article, on average, nearly 140 people are arrested every day for marijuana possession in New York City, making the Big Apple the marijuana arrest capital in the world. Now, I don't know if they go on to point this out, but New York City is known for having a decrim. Yeah. Like there's all kinds of like within the marijuana realm, if you will, there's all kinds of uh, celebration for New York City because they they're progressive. They're decriminalizing uh, marijuana. And unfortunately, I mean, yeah, that's better than putting somebody giving them like a two year draconian sentence in jail for possession Mm -hmm. of marijuana. I mean, no doubt about that. But New York City figured, I guess it's kind of a smart move for the government, if you think about it. Yeah, you decriminalize it and then charge people for it. Right. Then you don't actually, in most cases, you'll never have to put the marijuana user in the jail. Mm -hmm. So you get to kind of uh, parade around as though you've done something humane. And uh, but at the same time. It's it takes less police resources in general because you're not taking the person down to lock up. You're not mm-hmm. going through the paperwork in those cases. You, yeah, you so don't have to pay to keep them in jail or right, anything so it, like that. It does reduce those costs, mm-hmm. and it also helps cover some of their costs because these people are victimized by whatever the ticket cost is. Now, I don't know what it costs in New York City when you get busted with pot. Presumably, it would be more expensive down the line, or maybe you would actually end up in jail if you got arrested multiple times. Mm-hmm. I don't know how their laws exactly work, uh, but... Usually a decriminalization like that just means they issue you a ticket and you move on and then you've got, you've got a court date. And as we know, in fact, uh, Meg, it was you, uh, and, you and I that worked on putting together the don't, don't take the plea deal yeah. flyer here. And we've got some exciting news about that, actually. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we've been doing the um, outreach here to these victims, like the people in New York City that come into court. They, uh, you know, the court offers them a plea deal. They take the plea deal. Yeah. They take the fine. They pay the money and then they move on with their lives. People shouldn't do that. Yeah, it's a, why are you paying money to some third party for a plant you've already purchased? It's just a plant. You put it in your body. It's like, you know, I've never seen anybody force smoke out a little kid or anything. And so, I'm sure it's happened, but... Yeah, I mean, like, it, it just seems so ludicrous to me that people would go along with that, say like, okay, yeah, I did something wrong, here's my money. You haven't done anything wrong. And, it, you know, it's, it's more the just process that these people have been through that convinces them they're criminals. They're not. Right. They have been. It goes back to what our earlier caller Vince was talking about, this indoctrination that yeah. people get from the government schools where they're trained to believe that, well, they're, they're trained to be obedient, very obedient. Of course, they still break the rules, just mm-hmm. they try to get away with it. And if they don't, then they feel bad because they yeah. got caught like a shamed animal. Yeah. Everybody is always ashamed of their behaviors, which are no reason to be ashamed about. And so if more people would stand yeah. up and be proud, and you you can look at the the people in Hollywood, for instance, like uh, Dionne Warwick. I remember years ago we talked about her getting caught with pot in her purse. Mm-hmm. Or Michael Phelps, the swimmer. You know, these people who um, are... Of Montel a, Williams. Montel Williams. The recent one. Well, yeah. no, Montel Williams would never he, back away from it. I don't think yeah, he would Yeah, he's medical away. as right. well. Montel Williams would stand up for what he believes yes, in. He but, I, but I'm talking about the stars that are specifically oh, caught yeah. who have a podium, who could use that podium and use that you know the attention that the media will, yeah. will uh, you know salivate over them with to say... I smoke pot and I'm proud of it and mm-hmm. I'm not afraid to, you know, face whatever these consequences are and you should come out of the closet. And they, I mean, they could yeah. totally make a stand and they, most of the time, you know, 99% of the time, these big stars, oh, how did that pot get in my purse? Right. I am shocked. 
I'm shocked. so apologetic. Yeah. And I, I, I've disgraced myself, my family, yep. my friends. And all those people are doing, they always, you know, get hit with these, you know, you're being a bad role model for the children that look up to you. No, they're not. They're being a bad role model. As soon as they say, okay, yeah, this is wrong. I, I, I made a mistake. I'm a criminal. Whatever. That's being a bad role model. That's telling kids that the harmless actions, the peaceful actions that they do are criminal, and they're not. Absolutely right. So uh, back to copblock.org, where they're reporting again on 140 people per day arrested in New York City, over 50,000 people in 2010 alone. If you break this down the most simple form, people are being locked into a cage, fined and jailed for carrying a plant on them. Uh, the way things and they're claiming they're being arrested here, not just ticketed. Uh, so the way things are going in New York City with people being fined $2,000 for recycling cans and ticketing people for playing chess, I'm sure there was a way, if there was a way to do it, New York City's Mayor Bloomberg would arrest all the inhabitants on planet Earth for allowing this planet to flourish on its soil. Possession of 25 grams or less of marijuana was actually decriminalized 30 years ago. Not that this stops the cops from arresting people for it. The Marijuana Arrest Research Project found that marijuana arrests in New York disproportionately fell on minorities, even though usage rates were similar. Uh, Kyung Ji Ri, director of the Institute for Juvenile Justice Reforms and Alternatives, a juvenile reformist group, said that the NYPD and Mayor Bloomberg are waging a war on young blacks and Latinos in New York. Whether one smokes, enjoys, medicates, or with or approves of marijuana use, prohibition ultimately is not an endeavor worth the squandering of lives and money and the perpetuation of gang crime and crowded prisons that enforcement necessarily entails. And if you don't believe copblock.org, go talk to the cops over at Law Enforcement Against Prohibition, Mm -hmm. and they will tell you the exact same thing. And these are men and women who have worked in the field of law enforcement. They have done drug enforcement, and they know that what they did was wrong. And they're sorry for it, and they're doing what they can to make up for that. Leap.cc is their website. So what he's suggesting here, the folks over at CopBlock are suggesting here, is that, okay, yeah, it is decriminalized, but that doesn't mean they can't arrest for it, apparently. Yeah, what? I, I don't understand that. <laughs> like, where's the logic behind that? Where's the It just gives them the leeway, right? So, like, it's decrimmed, uh-huh. so apparently it's arrestable. And please, if you're in New York City, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I'm just getting my info here from CopBlock. If... Uh, if it's if you get caught mm-hmm. and you're a pretty young lady as you are, uh, maybe they'll let you off with a ticket. Oh, of course, or yeah. they'll let you off entirely. <laughs> but if you're a black guy or a Latino or mm-hmm. you know some shabby white hippie or something like that, then you know maybe you'll end up getting arrested and mm-hmm. taken to a cage simply because the cop doesn't like you or for whatever reason. Hmm. So it's decriminalized under their discretion. Maybe I, that's that's what I'm, you know, withdrawing from the, yeah. the story here. Because I, I mean, it seems like if you say decriminalize, that's it. You know, there's no more arrestable thing there. That was know? the intention, right? And so I don't understand how are these people getting arrested, and it, it still keeps going. They're, you know, it's outrageous. I, I wow. Sometimes they're just so perplexing. The toll free number is one eight hundred two five nine. 9231, you can take control of the airwaves. Ron Paul, crack dealer, what's that all about? That's what Forbes Hmm. magazine has called him. Uh, Maybe we'll uh, get to that here in a bit. Also, take your calls about anything, plus the protests apparently going on as we speak in Uh, Wisconsin. I'm not sure where. I'm not sure where or how long they've been happening, but uh, apparently the government bureaucrats are pretty upset about their pension funds, which are slowly drying up. It's Free Talk Live. 
Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 80 talk radio stations from Alaska to Florida. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation twice. And the number one political podcast on podcastawards.com four out of the last five years. You can have access to our 80 plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for as little as $500 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free, take control of the airwaves, bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Matt. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that you'll find there completely free. We've got a lot of them. There's listening options there, including live streams. You can listen around the clock to the latest episode of free talk live over at listen.freetalklive.com broadband and dial-up versions of our streams plus listen lines that allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance in addition to that there's our webcam as well as our free-to-air satellite channel and 93 radio stations on am and fm from across the country you can go and uh, get tuned in get the details at listen.freetalklive.com and hey if you like Terran lupo's history pieces on the lcl report which is his youtube channel then you can check out his new historical fiction novel or even if you've never heard the lcl report before pirates of savannah is an adventure novel about the birth of freedom in the low country at its heart is a tale of prisoners refugees and society's cast off all joining together to escape from government tyranny and to discover a path to liberty on the open seas. It's a gritty, vivid account of what life was like in the 1700s and is loaded with real, obscure historical events that time has nearly erased and buried. Taryn is doing an experiment in intellectual property and taking a risk by giving away the ebook completely free and then probably asking for some uh, contributions after the fact. You can check, uh, check out the first three chapters now at piratesofsavannahbook.com. That's piratesofsavannahbook.com. And uh, I actually did the cover for that book. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Excellent. So uh, you can also see some of Meg's artwork. And how do people get in touch with you, Meg, if they want to you know, like maybe hire you to do some graphic work? Um, well, most of my stuff is on uh, my Facebook, which if people aren't my Facebook friends, it's kind of hard to find. But can they do it through Liberty Flare? Uh, Liberty Flare, you can contact me through there. Okay. And there's a contact form. But usually it's just my... Uh, personal web address which i don't really feel like giving out on here (laughs) just go to uh, libertyflare.com and at the same time you can order some neat liberty flare which is one inch buttons Mm -hmm. that allow you to spread the ideas of freedom uh pretty effectively let's go to your calls your thoughts edwin listening in virginia beach to wtar hello edwin oh hey what's on your mind tonight well i listened to some of what you're talking about with the disproportionate arrest rates uh having to be a sociology major did a little studying on the uh on the phenomenon there's an interesting book called The Jail that speaks to what's going on that generates that in large part. There's really three effects. Uh, one is that in the, in the minority areas and the uh, less well-to-do areas, typically people spend more time on the streets where they're more visible. Mm. So any, any petty crimes that take place are more visible. And so the police pick up on that and then do the, the petty crime arrests which then turns and drives the statistics for the arrest rates. Mm-hmm. So the police then perceive that area as a high-crime area, increase their patrols, and normally those areas also have a higher you know, per-square-mile population density. So you have three things. You have a higher population density of that population. A larger number of people are more visible to the police. Police then get better crime rate statistics, and they change their patrol patterns to match those crime rate statistics. 
ended up generating that is kind of a self-fulfilling, a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. I see where you're coming from. And then right. they probably get right. higher budgets. And and then you add into oh. the fact that, you know, some of them probably don't like black people and in, uh, in Hispanics, well, and then you've got that, you too. Think, we give a lot less of that and more of the statistics-driven, you know, because these are you know, the people that come up with that stuff about where to put the patrol cars or, you know, being counter pencil pusher kind of people and not so much that there's that there's true... Um, you know, sure, uh, but on the other hand, if they pull over somebody who's black, uh, they may treat that person differently than they would pull over, say, Meg or something like mm-hmm. that. Well, it's true, except for you know most of those kind of cases where there's that, that kind of petty crime on the street, there's no there's no pulling over. The cops are just on patrol, and they happen to you know they see something going down, they see a shady deal, they go in, investigate. Or in, in New York City, for example, you know they're walking the beat, and you know they're they're in in eyesight of the crime that takes place. You bring up an interesting and very valid point. I mean, I'm not denying what you're saying. I think there's absolutely something to it, and it could be the the majority of the the factor. I mean, as far yeah. as why that why that happens. Yeah, the the book the jail does a study in San Francisco, and it comes up with similar findings, and then and then basically so it's basically the guy's PhD thesis. And, and, but uh, I can tell you, you know, up here in Keene, New Hampshire, the, if you're black in Keene, New Hampshire, you <laughs> might as well plan on getting arrested. Um, I mean, I, I don't. I wish it weren't that way, and, and maybe it's not really that way. It just seems like it. Yeah, well, um, cause there's there aren't like many, maybe three black guys. Right, in there aren't very many black people in all of New Hampshire, and there are even fewer out in Keene. Uh, and you know, we we go to the to the arraignments on a regular yeah. basis, and kind of you know do outreach to those folks there. And it seems like there's a black guy there every single every yeah. single time. Uh, <laughs> you know, I was on the road in Keene. We were doing cop cop watch a, a while back, and Frequently, when you'll the cops will pull somebody over, I always make a point of going up to the car that they pulled over and ask them before I film or something. I always say, you know, do you want us to be here? Do you want us to watch this? Mm-hmm. We've got video cameras. Do you want us to to observe? And a lot of people will say, oh no, 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 it's okay. And mm-hmm. then you know they want us to go away. But the, at one point they pulled over. You know, it had been a very disappointing night because nobody. Nobody cared about mm-hmm. cop lock. I mean, the all night long, they were like, go, "Get out of here!" Or in some cases, were hostile towards us. Yeah. They like were were glad they were pulled over by the police or being harassed by the police, and yeah. like, you know wanted us to leave them alone. That's why I always start out with, "I'm here for your protection." <laughs> yeah, and so then I spotted them pulling over a car full of black guys uh, going down Main Street, and I said the same thing to them as I say to everybody else. Hey, you know, I've got a video camera. Do you want mm-hmm. me to keep an eye on this? And they were like, "Yes, please." Yeah, it was probably like they were flagging you down because they saw you had a camera and you know uh they ended up as usual double teaming these guys another mm-hmm. cop car comes up pulls up and then you they know got the nothing cop, better to do well right and then the cops doing his thing but they never asked them to get out of the car they did not make any arrests they didn't do anything to them maybe they ticketed them i don't know maybe it was a warning who knows what you know mm-hmm. the official capacity of the actual uh, occasion was but had i not been standing there with a video camera who knows where that would have gone yeah so and i'm not calling all the keen cops racist i'm not saying that i think a lot of them are really good guys um you know i think they're trying to do the the best that they can i just think it's interesting how often black guys end up arrested and i do think it is a stereotype that's ingrained in you since childhood at least there's a fourth thing that goes to reinforce the stereotype that uh basically the socialization process of being indoctrinated to, to the incarceration, the jail system, because a lot of the big cities don't separate the pre-trial confinement from the post-trial confinement. So the behavior patterns one develops in in incarceration to protect oneself uh, are antisocial. And, and then those behavior patterns, and it turns out that's a permanent altering of the typically of the behavior patterns within 24 hours of incarceration. 
And those behavior patterns you develop to protect yourself inside the jail system turn out to dramatically increase your chances of being rearrested for a, for another petty crime or even a more serious crime later on. And you're saying that's because of what, why would the, how they behave in jail result in them being rearrested? Well, because of the because of the, most cities don't segregate pretrial pretrial confinement from post-trial post-trial confinement. Mm-hmm. So the suspect the suspects are in there with actual criminals, mm-hmm. and the fear factor, the unknown, the bullying that goes on amongst the inmates causes people to modify their behavior in order to protect themselves while they're in incarceration. So maybe to become and, more t- tough-like or gang, gang-like right. or something like that? Yeah, and it, it turns out that, that for a permanent behavior modification can take, less, can take approximately 24 hours. I see where you're coming permanent. from, Edwin. Very interesting yeah. observations, and I appreciate the, uh, yeah, the, the thoughts tonight. probably a traumatic experience for people, so they, they would you know, instantly change their behavior. Right, toughen too. up or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. The protests going on in Wisconsin, apparently. We'll get more details about that here. Uh, Meg's got that story. And also take your calls about whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind and dial in toll-free to control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on our site totally free, so enjoy those, including news updates. You get signed up, and we will keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to news.freetalklive.com. Get signed up with uh, your... Uh, with your email, or you can do Facebook or Twitter. Go to news.freetalklive.com. And also visit learnliberty.org. It's a new site featuring libertarian talks and lectures on a variety of topics. It's a great way to explore new avenues within the libertarian perspective. Brush up on political, economic, and philosophical terms like public choice and confirmation bias, and more videos are apparently being added daily, including videos like Phil Magnus talking about his new book on Abraham Lincoln and plans to deport freed slaves to Belize, etc., as written up by the Washington Times. Uh, you can go to learnliberty.org. It's the lectures you wish they taught you in school. Learn Liberty. Dot org as we continue taking your phone calls about what you want. Coming up, Ron Paul, crack dealer? Uh, but first, it's Matt in Alabama. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Matt. Hey. You're on the air. What's on your I mind tonight? Wanna, I just want to thank y'all for talking about this situation. Which one? We've got in America today. I that was pulled America. out of a uh, vehicle for not wearing a seatbelt and arrested. Well, I actually oh boy. felt like I was kidnapped. That's what it is. They arrested you for not wearing a seatbelt? Well, they pulled me out of the car for not wearing a seatbelt, and I had a little bit of cannabis in my pocket. Uh Uh-oh. 
I, more or less a kidnapping. They wouldn't tell me why they wanted me to get out. How? Whoa, 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 hold on a second. How did they end up finding the cannabis? It was in my pocket. After they put me up against the car and get started going through my pockets. Over now, a seatbelt? Point of information. Had you been written the ticket? Were you, were you told you were under arrest at this point? No. I asked them if I was under arrest, and they uh, told me to get out of the car, and I asked them why. I, you know, didn't see no need in it. Sure. And then they, uh, they, there was three of them that, that got to the scene at that point in time. And oh, boy. They, they was rushing the car, so I opened the door. Because I, I, I was starting to feel threatened. Sure. Yeah. They're scary. So they got guns. I opened the door up. They snatched me on out and throw, throw me up against the uh, vehicle. Mm-hmm. I, I have no record. Mm-hmm. I've never been arrested before. That was going to be one of my questions. Did they recognize you? Do they know you? No. Okay. No. Mm-hmm. My, so they just know, started going through your pockets. They put their hands in your pockets. Yeah, they, they they say it was for officers' safety. Totally oh, illegal. But they totally illegal. Now, look, I'm no lawyer, but that's my understanding, that what they did to you was an illegal search. Uh, unless you were already under arrest, that seems like uh, very shaky ground legally, what they did there. They're supposed to be allowed, as I understand it, to do a terry pat, which is supposedly for officer safety. Now, the definition, as I understand it, of a terry pat is where they just simply press the outside of your pockets to see if there's yeah. some sort of knife or gun or something something that appears to be a weapon or, or could possibly be yeah. a weapon to where then they would be in danger. But a, you know, a baggie with some marijuana would not qualify as something that should allow a cop to enter that pocket shaped or well, it was actually in a dugout what's that uh one of the little one hitters little wooden box with a little pipe on one side and it holds marijuana on oh the yeah those oh, are yeah. great those things one toad is all you really need yeah, i don't know about that but depends on what you're smoking i suppose yeah uh, uh, this is true yeah. yeah so all right so but okay so you're saying this is a hard item but whether they could legally you know whether they could believe that that was a weapon and if they weren't patting you on the outside of your clothes first were they putting their hands directly into your pockets or were they just patting yeah. you down yeah they, they they was uh actually had their physically had their hands in my pocket the, uh, I would say that is I a questionable the, I search. The, I, was the, I was actually the passenger in the vehicle. You were in the passenger. Wow. Yeah. This just gets yeah. even worse and worse. This is bad news. Where in Alabama did this happen? Tuscaloosa. Okay, Tuscaloosa. Is that where you're calling from tonight? Put that on my yeah. list of places not to go to. This is bad. Yeah. Now, did you take a plea bargain or did you actually go to trial? What's Where's the stand oh, legally? I'm, I'm, I'm fighting it. I'm uh Gone to court about six times over so far. Jeez. Oh, the judge is reviewing the evidence right now for the motion to suppress. Okay. There, uh, the the I finally got the video uh, from them. Oh, really? It took me, it took me a year to get the video from them. But Gosh. Every time I asked them why should I have to get out of this car, that they didn't have no right to be invading my privacy Absolutely. And, and, mm-hmm. and stuff the uh voice recorder didn't work oh, oh. how convenient <laughs> yes sir. yes sir. you know you should be uh, applauded though for doing this and taking this to court mm-hmm. i know it sucks man well, it's I'm awful facing, going to court i'm facing a year of prison oh mm-hmm. a year that, that's that's what they told me i'm facing a year of jail time so it's a misdemeanor then but, yeah, yeah but 
I'm not going to give them any money because that's that's yeah. what they're after. They that's want right. money. And you now know, they're going to have to spend a bunch of money trying to take you to trial and convict yeah. you because they're used to just people just taking the plea bargain and yeah. taking whatever they offer them. And I'm sure they made an offer to you. Yeah. I mean, how uh, much they, money they, goes they, into they stuff like this? Uh-huh. I'm not going to take them. I, I, Good for only you. A jury, only a jury can convict me. Good on you. So you are taking it all the way to a jury trial. That is excellent. If only yes, more people had the conviction that you do. Will you do us a favor and let us know how this turns out? I sure will. I'm yeah. hoping to find out something this week. All right, man. It, it, it's 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 just good luck, and I am sorry to hear that. Uh, yeah. That story is never fun uh, to be in those situations. And I thank you for the call tonight at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. As we were discussing earlier, over fifty thousand people put in a very similar situation in New York City in one year's time. Over eight hundred thousand people across the country yeah. are arrested. For marijuana, mostly marijuana possession cases. I was actually looking at the uh, random drug facts page earlier today. It doesn't seem to want to be pulling up right now, but oh, here we go. And violent arrests last year was just over 500. 500,000? Yeah. But nationwide. Mar- nationwide. But marijuana arrests, 858,000. It's incredible. Yeah. I mean... And just ring the cash register because yeah. that's really all that's happening because most of those poor people, because they are mostly poor... Yeah or lower middle class or whatever. They don't target the rich neighborhoods. Uh, most of those people are being fleeced for a bunch of cash, and they just want to get it over with. They don't want to go to court six times like that, that gentleman yeah, did. Yeah, I mean, court they don't know what they're doing. awful. It, it takes so long. You get jerked around. You never know. You go into there not knowing if you're going to walk out of, you know, perfectly fine, no charges, or, you know, have all your money and your life. Yep, and it's it's always cheaper to just pay the fine than to, say, hire a lawyer, yeah, for instance. Definitely. So you really can't go down the lawyer route. Uh, you really just need to take it on your own because no lawyer is going to look at a marijuana case and say, well, I'll take that pro bono. They're not going to mm-hmm. do that. Uh, so you can't get any kind of legal help. You can't expect the the state to help you with mm-hmm. their attorneys. I mean, those guys are they've got so many cases that they're even if even if they're good guys, yeah. they've got too much too many cases to focus on. They're not going to have the the time that it takes and to the really focus just on don't you. Care. Yeah, well, the majority just want you to take a plea bargain. Yeah. I mean, essentially, the majority of state defenders are glorified plea bargain encouragers. Yeah. Basically. They <laughs> won't. They can't offer you. Right. They can't offer you the plea bargain, but they can tell you to take it mm-hmm. when the prosecutor offers it to you, and that yeah. again just means they do less work. And these are like taking, not taking the plea deal, like we encourage people to do. It is a big pain. Like it's a risk. It's risky. It's it's a pain. It takes forever. It's obnoxious to go into these buildings and see these people all the time. But at the same time, if you don't do it now, it's just going to get worse in the future. That's absolutely so, right. Like, take your time to do it now. Just And know. load up the court system. If you just yeah. think about that. The 50,000 people in New York City, you get 5,000 of them yeah. not taking the plea bargain. No, and that they're would be, um, loaded to yeah. the gills. They'll have to drop those charges. They'll have to... You know they'll they have they'll have to make them go away to some extent. There was a guy recently here in Keene, the, one of the free staters that kind of keeps his head below the radar to some extent. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had come into court. He had filed like this motion. I, I posted it over at the Free Keen forum. I still don't quite understand what what he was doing, but essentially he let them know that he was going to take the speeding ticket to trial and that he knew what he was doing, and mm-hmm. they they dropped the charges. Yeah. More coming up here. You take control. Bring up whatever's on your mind. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. This is Free Talk Live. When it comes to potential police abuse, the most important place to protect yourself is while driving. 
FreedomCam.net has a groundbreaking new product that gives you the best all-around protection. The, the GPS, GPS Black, Black Box, Box Dash, Dash Cam. Cam. This easy-to-use unit has video cameras recording all around and inside your vehicle. It also has a built-in microphone and GPS navigation, which records your driving route and speed. For traffic stops, accidents, and all other driving incidents, protect yourself with the ultimate witness at FreedomCam.net. This is Free Talk Live. You dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Meg. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features you'll find there for free. We've got the Shrine of Female listeners actually there, and that includes dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing they are listeners of this program and you can go to shrine.freetalklive.com to see that. And if you're a lady listener, get details on how to become part of the Shrine. At, again, that's shrine.freetalklive.com. Uh, in addition, the Porcupine Freedom Festival is coming up this June 20th through the 26th. It is the biggest liberty-oriented event of 2011, and you could be there. Meg, you're going to go, right? Uh, yeah. I'm going to be there. The free uh, Talk Live uh, program will be broadcasting live from the entirety of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which has expanded uh, out to an entire week. So again, June 20th through the 26th, it's at Rogers Campground in the scenic White Mountains of New Hampshire. Oh, it's so beautiful up there. The only thing that surpasses the beauty of this event is the fun uh, of this event and being together with other like-minded, liberty-oriented people and doing everything from, uh, you know, enjoying live musical performances to uh, panel discussions, family fun, games, all kinds of stuff going on. Of course, the usual camping, outdoorsy style uh, activities. Lots of good food. Lots, oh yeah, that lots too. Lots of good food. I think there's going to be some sort of a cook-off as well this year. I think there was one last, last year as well. well. Uh, there's just so much going on. It's, yeah. it's, it's Who knows? <laughs> hard sometimes. So uh, go to porkfest.com today to get registered. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T, porkfest.com. And you can use our coupon code to save 20% on your early bird registration, as well as t-shirts or whatever else you want to order in advance. Uh, again, Free Talk Live is the coupon code, but it's all one word, so don't put spaces in there. That's Free Talk Live to save 20% at porkfest.com. As we continue here, Wisconsin, uh, there's, uh, I guess, some uproar happening with the government, as we've been talking about over the last couple of years with a financial downturn. Governments are finding it more difficult to uh, keep their lifestyles the way they were, their budgets the way they were, because, well, people aren't making as much, so it's hard to tax them as much. Plus, their budgets were just ridiculous to begin with. Right. They thought it was never going to run out. They thought it was always going to be, you know, good times, uh, and things changed for them. And the governments are very slow to adjust, and so a lot of them are really behind the ball, like Illinois and and California. We've certainly talked a lot about them. This is the first time Wisconsin's been on the radar, Mm -hmm. um, but what's going on over there? Uh, well, so apparently their budget uh, is hitting the $2.9 billion shortfall for 2012 and 13. So the governor, uh, Governor Scott Walker, decided to unveil an emergency budget proposal, which uh, will now force state workers to contribute more to their pensions and health care benefit plans. Oh, boy. And that's got them a bit worked up. And so, uh, of course, the unions are outraged and erupting everywhere and uh the governor has said that he is now 
briefed and prepped the National Guard to bring them in for any sort of worker unrest. So they're forcing the government bureaucrats to contribute more to their pension funds. Yes. Because the government can't give them as much as Mm -hmm. they used to be able to. Uh, Yeah, it says uh, employees will lose all of their collective bargaining rights except limited negotiation of wages. And state workers will have to contribute more to their pension and health care benefit plans. Oh, so if they're losing collective bargaining rights, that's a real slap in the face yeah. of the unions, right? Oh, yeah. That is essentially saying that uh, unions are being kind of neutered, uh, yep. right? Yeah, just they're not recognized, I guess. That's a huge, uh, huge insult to these people who, for the longest time, as I understand it, the government unions are very powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are widely respected by the people in government because most of the people in government are also members of some government union. And they believe that those unions are there to uh, you know, to keep them safe and to ensure their, their retirements will go well. And if they're essentially saying, oh, well, you, you don't get to bargain anymore with us collectively, mm-hmm. it's basically saying your unions are going to be next to useless. Mm-hmm. And at the same time doing these retirement changes as well. Which yeah, and, you know, it says they're going to have to contribute more to their pension. But honestly, mm. I don't think they're getting their pension. That's a good That's a good point. <laughs> and so if they contribute into it, they, will they get it back out is, uh, is the question. I, I doubt it. It's like Social Security for me. You know, I, I contributed for quite a long time and over time just sort of realized I'm never going to see a dime of that ever in my life. So I just stopped. <laughs> Yeah, according to uh, just looking here, this is all over the news. You're right. Uh, mm-hmm. Thousands of state employees heading to the Wisconsin Capitol for a showdown, supposedly. And I guess uh, if you're out in Wisconsin and you can maybe fill us in on some of the subtleties or the details of this uh, this proposal or what's what's actually transpiring there, would uh, would love to hear from you. Reuters filed a report a couple of hours ago about this. Uh, where more than 10,000 union public employees and supporters packed the Capitol Square and the inside of the State House on Tuesday to protest the budget plan to strip many bargaining rights from state and local government workers. Uh, the protesters chanted and held signs while the Joint Finance Committee heard testimony on the bill. They planned to go into the night to hear from hundreds signed up to speak. This is now it's hundreds of government yeah. workers. So this is something that you can expect to see. I mean, these people... They feel like they are entitled. They feel like they are public servants and that they have been they have been working hard serving the public. And, of course, they're really just serving themselves yeah. with the public's money. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, they, they have this certain mindset and they believe it uh, with the whole of their existence. This is their bread and their butter. This is how their mm-hmm. bills get paid at home. This is how they put food on their, uh, their family's table. And their livelihood, they feel like their livelihoods are being threatened here. And they know that if they make enough noise... They might be able to, you know, to, to make things mm-hmm. good for them again. Whereas the average person that's uh, getting screwed out of a job, they just get screwed out of a job. They don't have the ability to, you know, uh, go and the time to go and wave signs yeah. at the at the state capitol and use whatever political influence they have from their political unions that have yeah. an undue amount Which, of influence. Which I mean, that sign waving is paid sign waving when you're in a union. I mean, in many cases, that's yeah. true. So. According to the story here, uh, Arlen Halverson, a farmer, highway worker, and AFSCME member, whatever that is, <laughs> who is also president of the McFarland School Board, urged lawmakers to step back and take another look. It's one thing to do fiscal business, and it's another to do political business and take people's rights away. Republicans said collective bargaining rules must be changed so governments can avoid laying off thousands of workers due to a short-term budget gap of $137 million and a two-year budget hole, estimated, as you mentioned, at $3.6 billion. 
Police estimated some 13,000 people attended the protest, and Walker is due to unveil a two-year budget plan on February 22nd. A growing number of deficit-ridden states have tried to curb expenses by going after public employee union contracts and pensions. And, you know, they're... They're going to have to do something mm-hmm. if they want to stay uh, above water. And many of these governments haven't been above water for many years. And now it's really coming to a head because mm-hmm. it's getting more difficult for them to, say, approach a bank to get a loan. Uh, because if you're already writing IOUs to your, you know, to your vendors, essentially, yeah. as many states are, what bank is going to want to give a loan out to somebody that's been defaulting? Yeah, I mean, they're already, you know, writing off all their building rentals. You know, any government building out there basically is free rental. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at this point because what money they have left they have to pay their employees or their workers with and so while i have very little to no sympathy for the actual events going on here because i mean you signed up with a gang yeah it's it, it's stolen money you're taking I feel stolen bad for money their families I, yeah. I mean i feel bad for the the, the poor kids i that... feel bad for their brainwashing that convinced them that this is a you know acceptable way of life is yeah. taking stolen money in a job that's controlling people well and a lot of them didn't sign up for that i mean yeah. they signed up because they saw good benefits they saw mm-hmm. the pension they said wow i can work 20 years and get a pension yeah, great but, deal i mean uh, and, and usually the pensions are like 90 percent of what they earned mm-hmm. in the the, the jobs so yeah it's, it's insane yeah and so you know like i i really i feel for them in some way but i, I can't really have much sympathy for them in this case well I, I definitely see where you're coming it, from. It's going to have to go to this at some point if we get to that society that we'd like to be at where, you know, there's no more government bureaucrats taking our money at will and whatnot. It's going to have to do this across the board. And so if I'm all upset for these people and they haven't even lost their jobs yet, mm, yeah. how am I going to feel when every government bureaucrat across the board has no job? Well, like, maybe we'll get lucky, Meg, because mm-hmm. sometimes they, uh, the government people, when they have these budget crises, will actually, we're going to shut down the government. You're not going to have the <laughs> rest areas. You're not going to have, the, you know, they'll go down this list of things that they're shutting down to try to scare people. And like, this is a big deal. We're shutting it down. Of course, everything goes fine. They yeah. shut down the, the government. Everything's been fine. And so maybe these 10,000 employees in Wisconsin will decide to take this to the next level. Maybe the maybe the Republicans will not, you know, I guess cower uh, under the, the pressure or mm-hmm. cave under the pressure. And uh, maybe this thing will go through and these folks will have this happen. They don't want it to happen. So maybe they'll actually walk off the job. Yeah. Maybe we'll have 10,000 government employees in Wisconsin just say, we're on strike. And Good. then we'll watch and we'll see if society crumbles. I predict... Would be okay. Yeah, eight hundred. Yep. Fall into a pit. One eight hundred. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. It's already the most drinking estate. Uh, by the way, more coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Are you ready to explore New Hampshire? Meet more than a thousand freedom-loving friends and experience the free market in action. You can do all of these things and more at the Free State Project's 2011 Porcupine Freedom Festival at Rogers Campground in beautiful Lancaster, New Hampshire. Porkfest has games, hikes, live music, dance parties, fun activities for kids, and even state-free weddings. And of course, Porkfest features the famous Agora Valley, where the free market thrives. You won't want to miss speakers like Stefan Molyneux and Janiel Shulman, but the best part of Porkfest is being surrounded by more than a thousand like-minded, freedom-loving friends. The fun begins on June 20th, 2011, and doesn't stop until the 26th. Porkfest 2011 is the biggest liberty-oriented event in the world. This year, you can be a part of it. Don't miss out. Visit Porkfest.com today. That's P-O-R-C. 
F-E-S-T.com. Use coupon code FREETALKLIVE, all one word, for 20% off. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the third hour of the program. Dial in toll-free, take control of the airwaves, bring up anything you want, 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can also join us on our website at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the various features you'll find there totally free, uh, freetalklive.com. Main feature actually allows you to control the content of the website, so if you're online and you find something uh, that is interesting that you think our other listeners would enjoy that you might want to hear on the air, you can submit it to our website, submit it as show prep, and then it pops up in the upcoming stories queue. Listeners at that point can then vote on whether they like or dislike what you've suggested. You can vote on things too, and the most voted up, make it to the front page and the top of the site at freetalklive.com. So do head on over there and get interactive. All right, you take control, 800-259-9231. We go to Nick, listening in Illinois. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Nick. Hello. Hey. Yesterday, I went on Facebook and was dismayed to see that the very friend of mine who first introduced me to the Ron Paul campaign had signed on with the campaign to prevent Congress from cutting public funding to the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, which funds PBS and National Public Radio. I like PBS and NPR with some reservations, but I don't think that people who don't want to pay for it should be put in prison or shot. This annoys me so much about the expansion of... Hi, Mark. Oh, (laughs) you are watching the webcam. Mark has uh, just walked in uh, from his little political meeting or wherever it was uh, that he was tonight. Good evening, Mark. Fire station. Oh, okay. Right. So uh, Nick was telling us about the – we were just talking – actually, you just missed us. We were discussing the uh, protests in Wisconsin where government employees, 10,000 of them, are converging on the state capitol or were converging earlier today. They're upset because the pension funds are going to be – you know, in they're in trouble basically. And uh, apparently they're not the only government workers that are having a tough time. The NPR employees and the public broadcasting service employees are also upset uh, because apparently the proposal is on the table to cut their funding to – Nothing. Now, it's my understanding, and correct me if I'm wrong, Nick, that uh, the at least NPR is only funded uh, 10% by yeah, the, the I've heard as low as five. Well, I've heard 10%, but uh, I don't know if the employees are mad. It's the fans who seem to be mad. But this is what annoys me so much about the expansion of government. Uh, once something starts receiving government funding, it becomes a sin to cut that funding. And mm. everybody's got their own pet program that they will never forgive you for wanting it to be cut. Because then it's like, oh, don't you like public radio? Or, oh, mm. don't you like yeah. health care or whatever it, it is? It was always the programs in school, like choir, band. You're like, oh, it, it, they would act like you're killing children to yeah. not fund their musical instruments or something. You know, it's horrible. And I would think NPR is really one of the government's uh, big uh, successes you know people always talk about uh you know the failures of government there's a there's a couple out there that have done okay in npr back in the 70s they started dumping money into this thing and they've actually created a product that people want to fund voluntarily Mm -hmm. they get 90 percent 95 percent i've heard different numbers uh, somewhere between 85 and 95 percent of their budget from uh, you know corporations and individuals that want to fund them what in the heck do they need the government for anyway? Right. What's the 10%? They'll, if if they were to go on, uh, open up those mics, crack open those mics and talk to the hundreds of thousands, millions of listeners that they have and say, look, the government just cut our funding. 
I want you to, to take that into consideration when you're giving the next time. I'll bet yeah. you their I bet you their budget would increase, not cre- decrease. I bet you're right. Yeah, yeah. And the but the Facebook campaign. I don't know if anybody from NPR was involved in it, but it was called something like "Don't let Congress pull the plug on NPR." Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who thinks that cutting ten percent of funding counts as pulling the plug. Yeah, you know that's the kind of language that's used in uh, in politics. Period. People act like society will collapse tomorrow if we cut back on all these programs that America did fine without for like a hundred years. You'd you'd act the same way if you were getting a free check from the government. And by the <laughs> way, by the way, I mean what is being proposed here is not particularly outrageous. If you look around, especially in the radio business, when we're talking about NPR, it's public radio. Uh, you look around the radio business, there have been people in our business that have been told. Hey, you either take this ten percent cut in salary, or you don't have your job anymore. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, revenues are down far more than ten or fifteen percent in many of the the big radio companies. A lot of people have lost their jobs. Uh, you know, people people in radio, a lot of them are in good shape if they've had their uh, pay cut by ten percent. So maybe some of the NPR employees will have to, you know, cut back on a cup of coffee every day or something like that. If this you know, if this goes into play and it doesn't, they don't end up making more money down the road, which I think they would i think yeah. you're absolutely right yeah i highly doubt I, they wouldn't be making money i think if they had less i think if they were less on the public dole maybe it would uh improve sometimes i i worry that their reporting is affected by the fact that they get public funding i i watched the pbs news hour when they covered cpac and the analyst mark shields commented that nobody at cpac mentioned egypt except for one glancing reference by rick santorum who said that obama should have backed mubarak or something like that well, I went on YouTube and found Ron Paul's speech, and he spent the first five minutes talking about Egypt. Mm. Yeah. Yep. You know, they, Clearly, they're biased. <laughs> well, yeah. Everyone I mean, knows it. Yeah, what news out there isn't biased anymore, though? Right. True. So thanks for bringing that to uh, the forefront. I, I, I was hoping it would come up at some point. I didn't actually have a piece. I saw the similar ad, and I didn't really feel like it was you know, worth spending a lot of time on. But I think, that you, I think it's good to bring it up, and I'm glad you did. Anything else you want to share? Uh, yeah. Did you hear what happened to Lara Logan from CBS News? No, who's that? Oh, oh she Lara got, Logan, like, she was, beat up uh, in Egypt or something. Well, she was sexually assaulted by a mob the moment when Mubarak uh, stepped down. Oh no! Very tragic. Mm. So my my thoughts are with her. What what kind of mob was this? I mean, oh, it was uh, just I don't know street protesters. I'm not really all that sure on the details. Jeez, but, uh, it sounds horrible. And that's too. The, that's too bad because we'd heard that most of the folks that were protesting were pretty peaceful, and yeah. that the the people that weren't were actually the <laughs> Mubarak know, supporters. Yeah. Well, the pro Mubarak supporters who just happened to be very militarized and have like horses and weapons. And yeah. Whatnot. So, are we sure it was regular protesters, <laughs> well, or it was possibly Mubarak's people? Well, it's hard to say, but you know, in any group of people, you're always going to have some who are a little, you know, violent or whatever. Mm. Thanks for the call tonight, Nick. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Yeah, U.S. citizens probably weren't the uh, the, the favorite people around there at that time. Mm. I don't know. Just saying. All right, so you can take control of the airwaves here. Maybe you're a little more on the inside of what's going on with NPR and this, uh, this I guess, movement to save their 10%. Yeah. <laughs> it just seems like so piddly. It seems like, like what's the big deal? It's a 10% cutback. It's not going to put them out of business. Every other radio co- company in the country has taken these kind of cuts, at yeah. least these kind of cuts. And uh, so many employees, including CEOs on down, many cases, um, uh, have, have taken these kind of We've cuts. We've taken a 25% uh, cut in AMP. AMP's dropped by uh, quite a bit over the, yeah. the last couple of years because of people just you know slowly dropping off due to financial constraints in their lives. 
mean, I'm not bitching and moaning. Every, oh, let's start. A, we're having a tough time here. Well, even if you were doing that, I don't that would spend be okay. all. Well, but yeah. the, but also, you know, I don't. Uh, I don't spend everything that comes in either. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, the purpose of the Free Talk Live AMP program is to promote the show. But I also understand that it's important to have a little bit, you know, just in case you need it in kind of a rainy day situation. And so, you know, uh, I don't spend to the income of AMP. There's there's, you know, a few hundred bucks that come in every month that just kind of get socked away just in case we need to do something like buy some hardware for an affiliate or something like that that is unexpected. Like, for instance, this year. Uh, they're switching, like from a technical standpoint, the whole transmission system is changing for most radio stations, yeah. and that is going to possibly require us to buy something like ten one thousand dollar receivers at one time for for some of our radio stations to keep them on board. So yeah, we've got uh, the gizmo, the receiver that uh, that we had is going to be you know out of date, and we're going to yeah. need to get new ones. Right. So I mean, we've we've. We'll, we'll do our best to scatter it out over time, but uh, there's a deadline coming up, and yeah. some of our stations may not have been able to afford their own receiver, and it will be Free Talk Live to the rescue, or in this case, the Free Talk Live amplifiers to the rescue. Yeah, case. and in that so. case, uh, it'll be a contract for Free Talk Live <laughs> that's true. to be kept for a while, too. Generally, that's uh, that's how that goes. Yeah, I mean, NPR has the opportunity here to make more money yeah. and be seen as one of gover- the government's shining stars of success. And if truly be, you know, to cut the chains, to be truly independent at that point. Because if, if you've got a government program, it started as a government program and has become fully self-funding, you no longer have a coercive monopolistic mm-hmm. program anymore. You've it got an independent business. Which that's, you're right, Mark. That really would be a success story. It's an one expensive one. We all had to pay for it. Yeah, and, yep. uh, I don't get to see any of the returns off of that. Uh, but anyway, more coming up here. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. Ron Paul, the crack dealer? That's according to Forbes. We'll explain what that's all about in moments. It's Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy all the features there for free. So head on over there. You can see the uh, the wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners like you. W-I-K-I wiki dot freetalklive.com and joining you this evening it's ian and meg and mark all right so oh don't forget uh, another feature on our website our webcam allows you to watch listen and chat you can see the chat room built into the same page there over at cam.freetalklive.com. It's all free and brought to you by Memory Dealers. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers. Add up to 99% off of list price. They also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. In some cases, the private labeling can be done overnight. In stock, ready to ship via overnight delivery. It's MemoryDealers.com. All right, 800-259-9231. As we continue taking your phone calls about what you want, Thomas is in Indiana. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Thomas. Hey, guys. Hey. I want to bring up the subject of the Veterans Administration uh, budget. Sure. 
it was a topic on a famous radio station, and uh, it talked about how much it has grown in the last couple of years. And it's because the uh, post-9-11 GI Bill, and I don't think people realize how generous those benefits are and kind of how over-the-top those benefits are for mm-hmm. somebody who comes back and serves, and they get free college, completely free college, and they get paid a certain amount per month while they're going to college, and it's totally changed the whole idea of the uh, GI Bill, and I just think it's a little, a little much. Yeah, you know, when they ha- we were having trouble recruiting back there in 2005, 2006, they probably increased the benefits in order to get new folks in the door. And then when they have a uh, economic, you know, crisis going on and uh, they have a lot more people, people are signing up hand over fist now to go off into the military so they don't need the incentives that they do. Because it's a government, it can't react to market forces and uh, you know, the, you're stuck with those uh, big big government benefits uh, again. Yeah, they are. And and it actually was, 20, I think it was $25 billion for the last fiscal year. And that's a big big amount of money. But to think that they put that many people who have come out of the, the, the armed forces into college for free, and they're actually kind of fretting about cutting, you know, a few billion dollars here and there. But it's like they've actually put these people through college and... It's a little too much. They pay us while we go to fight. Then they pay us while we go to school. Well, some would say uh, that there's no. Some would say that you can never give too much to the veterans. Yeah, they, uh, I think you can. They I died for your freedom. Yeah, <laughs> or they were willing to. Mm-hmm. Or they signed up to do certain things. You just you just hate America, don't you? <laughs> you just hate America. Oh come on! Well, <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> Well, well, you hate our veterans. You no, don't no, support no. the troops. I, you, I do want to say you don't I support yourself. You, <laughs> you hate yourself. No, You're a self-hating troop. Ah, uh, come on! I listened to you guys when I was over there, and I really, I really like your show. And I used to listen to you guys for about six months straight while I went to sleep. And I really enjoy what you guys do. And I've talked to my local uh, radio station. And Great. I love what you guys do. So well, I appreciate that. Uh, very job. many troops uh, listen to Free Talk Lives over there. We've certainly had uh, people call in from Iraq. We've uh, we've had a lot of people say that they listened while they were over there. But we had at least one guy move here to to uh, New Hampshire as a result. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, that might be a little much for me, but I definitely spread the word, and I definitely told my friends about you know the freedom movement and tried to Great. persuade them to understand what you guys think and why that is right. And I did some progress. Do you regret joining the military? Uh, no, I don't, because I did get a good opportunity to see what goes on, you know, at the ground level, and it confirmed all my suspicions and, and reasons I joined, because I worked in a prison. <laughs> and So your odds of uh, death by gunfire or explosion were fairly limited then? Well, the first tour I was in a prison, the next tour I was driving the streets of Baghdad. Wow. The first tour, I uh, I saw the Iraqis face-to-face, man-to-man, and I knew why we had arrested them and what they were in there for, and it's, you know, it confirmed my, you know, what, what you guys believe. It's kind of a total chaotic, uh, misplaced 
thing where we're arresting farmers because this guy says this about him. And it, it was totally, totally, you know, uh, it was sorry. It was really sad to see these people being arrested and put mm-hmm. into prison because of, you know, these, these circumstances where they didn't speak the same language and this guy's writing out this guy and we're throwing him in a prison where he's scared for his life and he doesn't know. But I do say that this was after Guantan or after, uh, Abu Grave mm-hmm. and, and we treated them good. And I made sure that, you know, I was a low level guy, but when I was in control of the keys, I made sure that these guys were treated fair as much as I could. So you didn't see no any of the hand, or, you didn't see any of the handcuffing to the ceiling stuff that uh, was was oh, no. documented oh, during no. Abu Ghraib. Oh no! But no, you did see no. a prison but, full of people that didn't belong there. Exactly. You know. Mm. So yeah. So what if they weren't handcuffed to the ceiling? We we We're still in prison. snatched these yeah. guys off the street yeah. and put them in a dungeon for however long until horrible. Yeah. When you're they at a subsistence out, level, it's hard to provide for your family when you're uh, in a jail cell. Yeah. Oh, hopefully exactly. their family was still alive out there, too. I mean, you never know what... Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine being in jail? With a war and... going on, I mean, you have to be worried sick about your family Right, outside. coming out of jail and then yeah. finding out that your family you know, perished in some sort of an explosion while you were in there, yeah. or that your daughter's been raped by uh, some military member or something like that. It's rare, yes, but it happens. And that, was, that was some of their concerns. I mean, they were worried about their family because these were you know, military-aged men, and they'd get picked up for whatever reason, and the first thing they were worried about was what, you know, what happened to their family? You know, I don't know what happened to my mm-hmm. family, and it was a pretty sad situation. It is sad. It really was. Mm-hmm. And thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. I appreciate the story at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Mark, actually, you don't really know how often uh, rape uh, happens because it is only mm-hmm. rare that they get caught for it. Yeah, um, that, certainly that that's the circumstance. But uh, what a new article came out where one third of uh, female military members report being, sexual assault, being uh, sexually assaulted. I can only imagine how often it happens out there when it's not a military member. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know where there's no due process. Where there's no, I mean, for those people, right. those poor yeah. Iraqi folks. Can or you Afghans? imagine how little due process there is for our own female, mil- uh, you know, the United yeah. States government's female military members if one third of them. Uh, report sexual assaults yeah i was reading stories where they would uh, there were literally women dying of thirst because they were afraid to drink water after a certain hour because if they went to use the restrooms at night that's where they would get them oh god my goodness 1-800-259-9231 you can take control of the airwaves is ron paul pushing financial crack according to forbes he is and uh, we'll get into that here in a moment You can, of course, bring up anything as well. Dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. Paul, he looks so friendly at first glance. You'd never guess he was pushing crack. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. The first hit's free. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. Thank you. 
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want by dialing in toll-free. The number for you is 1-800-259-9231. The number brought to you by SACL CAI. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Meg. And Mark. Don't forget, you can go and visit Meg's website, libertyflare.com. You can get your hands on some flare, which are one-inch buttons to uh, allow you to wear them on your maybe your lapel or perhaps your backpack or wherever else you can stick them and uh, maybe start some conversations about the ideas of freedom. And at the same time, when you buy the buttons over at libertyflare.com, you may actually benefit the organizations that may be represented on said mm-hmm. buttons. There are several uh, sponsors. Most of them are labeled sponsored, so you know, and mm-hmm. uh, they'll get 50% of everything. So, And it's cheap. It's, it's very so cheap. cheap. <laughs> Great way to get a conversation started and spread the ideas of freedom. LibertyFlare.com. So how does a cruise to Bermuda sound? How about a cruise to Bermuda with Stefan Molyneux, Wes Bertrand of Complete Liberty, and me? This cruise isn't just a convention on the water. It's an unconference where the event's what you want to make of it. The boat has an ice skating rink, rock climbing wall, miniature golf, and a whole lot more. The ship leaves Bayonne, New Jersey in November, but you need to reserve your berth now. The deadline is March the 1st. It's coming up, and uh, the berths are as low as $535, double occupancy. You don't have to have all of that up front when you go to cruise.freetalklive.com. You can just use 200 bucks, reserve the room, but you got to do it today, cruise.freetalklive.com. All right, let's continue and take your phone calls about what you want. Dennis, listening to WBHP in Huntsville. Hey, Dennis. Yeah, hi. How are you doing? Hey, great. What's yeah, on your mind? Yeah, when I uh, called in and talked to one of just right there, I just said that, I have all three Rambo movies, and these are really good ones. These are special edition ones anyway. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, with Rambo 1, uh, Sheriff Teasel, when he comes out of his office, he's nice to people that he sees right there real friendly because he knows he's an elected official. Mm-hmm. All right? And he's answering. He's answerable to the people. All right? Fine. Well, why don't we just make the entire police forces that same way where you don't go to a police academy. The only thing you learn there is how to be a criminal. And break the law. That's it. You don't learn anything else of any importance whatsoever. So let's have the police run for office, just like the sheriffs do, mm. and then uh, they know they're answerable to us. To yeah, us to you know, maybe maybe that is a you know? maybe that's a step in the right direction. But at the same time, I don't I mean, think it will be very of, successful. Lots of corrupt sheriffs manage to make it year after year after year. It seems like in elections, you sure. know, yeah. elections really just seem like rubber stamps uh, for incumbents. And besides, what are you going to do? Elect all of the police? I mean, you're talking about mm-hmm. how large of a force are we talking about? Who's going to do the research on that? I mean, it's already people don't research the so-called representatives that yeah. they're voting the for. The vast majority of people, it seems to me, when they go to local elections, they don't know who they're voting for. They vote down party line, or they'll they'll pick a name that they like oh anderson that's a nice name Mm -hmm. my 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 first grade teacher was named anderson and they'll check it off and i mean i'm saying this because i've done it i you know yeah yeah and if you actually did go and spend the time to look into every candidate a you know you'd be wasting so much of your time and you're probably lying yeah and like it's no guarantee that your guy that you figured out was the right guy is going to get in anyway and even if he does who says he's ever going to do anything that you wanted him to. Dennis, here's a well, better he suggestion. Be, he can still be answerable to where they get up and break the law. Since they, we've elected him, we can still take him out. Uh, have you ever seen that happen? Well, it's pretty rare. I, pretty rare I'd say this is, a better, this is pretty a better rare, plan, maybe, Dennis. But, I mean, I'm saying it can be done. Even sheriffs have been, I'm sure, different parts of the country. There's been times where they haven't been reelected because you know, the, the climate and atmosphere these days 
is different than the way it used to be. D- Dennis, I think a better plan is to actually take away their sovereign and limited immunity. If people could sue them for the actions that they commit, yeah. you know, things, yes. things that they do that are wrong, if people could bring lawsuits against them, the de- the, not the just individuals, the department, yeah, but the individuals. The yeah. And if uh, at that point, I think they'd be a lot more careful about uh, who's, who, whose face they'd shove into the pavement. Because right now they're protected by, what, what was it called? Qualified immunity, Qualified I think? immunity. Yeah. And, where essentially, if you try to sue the officer, they'll basically tell you, you sorry, you, you have no standing. You could maybe sue the department, but then you'll usually kick your case out anyway. So, yeah, you're right, Mark. There is no liability and no accountability or virtually no accountability. And here's another suggestion for you. And the, uh, the market for liberty has a more detailed explanation of how this could work. But to essentially take the police department out of the hands of the government and to you know, turn policing or protection services into another market function uh, that is provided by people in search of profits or charities or whoever or volunteer groups or whoever wants to provide those services uh, to essentially make it so the police will become accountable by the fact that you could then vote with your dollars. And voting with your dollars is always a much more powerful and effective vote than voting in some sort of political system. Uh, because then, if the police are doing things with which you disagree, they're hurting people or doing whatever yeah. those things that are bad, you could just simply say, I do not want your services anymore, you're fired. And pull your money away from them without having them come and steal your house from you, yeah. which is what they'll do today if you try the same thing. Well, today, if you looked at any of the cops out here and said, I don't like what you're doing, you're fired, they'd just probably laugh at you. Yeah, they chuckle. <laughs> That's right. Dennis, any other thoughts? Well, one thing is I can say that it's it's a known factor that they all lie on their applications anyway, and that is a felony for that. So even just for that, they could all be fired. Thanks, Dennis, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Let's continue with Leroy in Pennsylvania. Leroy, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi. Hey, what's on your mind? I called in tonight. Um, I had uh, just I had been following this story about Chevron. What's that? Uh, and they lost their lawsuit today for the uh, pollution that they had caused in Ecuador. Oh yeah, I heard about hmm. that. And yeah, it's been going on for about twenty years. Oh boy! And they've really damaged the life of a lot of the Indian tribes down there. And I was really glad today it was like a victory for me. I don't know why, but uh, I I was really glad that they had lost that lawsuit, even though Chevron's going to appeal it. Uh, at least they hmm. lost the first round. What what court did they have it in? It was in the court in Ecuador. Okay. And uh, one of the reasons they actually lost this, they almost won it. But what happened was, uh, just like uh, Nixon did, you know, it's the cover-up that causes the problem. Uh, he hired a man to pretend that uh, he was an actual reporter, and then he uh, got he tried to use his words to get the judge to say certain things. Then he edited the tape and, and provided it to the newspaper. Well, then it got out. Unfortunately for him, he didn't take everything with him. Uh, some people got a hold of the tapes, and uh, the judge, who was actually the judge in the case, found out that this man had set him up, hmm. you know, to, to pretend to be a crooked judge. Now, there was no money taken or, or offered, but he just edited the tape, and then he got busted on it. I and then it come out that he was a uh, he worked for Chevron, mm-hmm. and that pretty much sealed it for him. Very sneaky. Yeah. So, but I don't doubt that they're going to appeal it, which is unfortunate. But uh, these large corporations, even here in Alaska, uh, with the uh, Exxon Valdez, it's my understanding that these guys never paid their fines. Is that right? It's been what? Yeah. 
Well, now yeah. here's a question for you. If they were to pay the fine, would that money go to the government bureaucracy or would that money actually go to people who have property damage to, from the from the spill? Well, there you go. Bureaucracy is always in the way, isn't it? Yep. Hey, yeah. thanks, Leroy. I appreciate hearing from you tonight at 800-259-9231. I so, hap- so frequent that these things yeah. happen where yeah, people I don't know get what fined. The percentage of Alaska that's owned by the government is, but it's tremendous. Big chunk. Yeah. Yeah. Tremendous. I, I would suspect it begins with a nine. You can take control of the airwaves, mm-hmm. 800-259-9231. Uh, Ron Paul has been, you know, all of a sudden resurging after the CPAC, the Conservative mm-hmm. Political mm-hmm. Action Conference that happened, what, last week or something like that? Last yeah, weekend? I think it was over the course of the past weekend. The whole week or weekend or whatever. Anyway, the, a lot of uh, liberty-minded people apparently went there, as I understand mm-hmm. it, uh, to kind of infiltrate uh, this conservative event. Well, these people, and, the, the liberty-minded people, consider themselves to be conservatives in many cases. Ron Paul will speak of himself as a conservative mm-hmm. at times. Um, he'll, he'll slip fluidly between the title of libertarian and, and conservative with no problem. Right. Well, I you think... You don't have to like... The way he uses the term conservative, that's the way he uses it for himself. Well, my point here being that uh, that they all these liberty-minded people came in and, and have once again elected Ron Paul as the winner of this CPAC poll that they do at this conference two years in a row. Two Not polls to mention in a row. G- Gary Johnson came in third. <laughs> and so the status quo, those who support it, are very upset at uh, Ron Paul's continued popularity. And Forbes is lashing out. Uh, in an article entitled, Ron Paul Pushes Financial Crack to America's Working Youth. We'll explain what they have to say here in a moment or take your phone calls about whatever's on your mind. You can dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind. Even in these remaining moments, there's enough time for you. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Do enjoy the features that you'll find there. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, shop with us. You know Amazon. They're the world's largest internet retailers, carrying dozens of categories and probably, I don't know, millions of items. It seems like they've got everything, uh, almost at least. And you can enter through our special affiliate links from worldwide uh, Amazons, U.S., U.K., Canada, uh, Germany. You start your shopping experience through shop.freetalklive.com. You'll see different flags for different countries, Amazons. You just click on the appropriate one. It'll take you to Amazon. And when you do that, Free Talk Live gets credit. Uh, for whatever your purchases are. So it's the same great Amazon prices and service and shipping. And uh, Free Talk Live gets uh, some money out of it. So go and start your shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. As we continue here, you can dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves. Ron Paul pushes financial crack, according to Forbes. So they write, and uh, this is Rick Unger over at Forbes. Look, 
We're not doing such a good job being government these days. We make promises, and we don't know about the future. Would you consider opting out of the whole system under one condition? You pay 10% of your income, but you take care of yourself. Don't ask the government for anything. Predictably, apparently that's what Ron Paul said at, uh, at CPAC. <laughs> you know, I would take that deal in a second. Predictably, the, gov- the young in attendance went crazy in appreciation. Why not? Paul's proposal has all the earmarks of those credit card offers flooding into the mailboxes of college students, promising instant purchasing power today by using debt to be paid back at some time in the future. How many kids at 18 years of age don't enjoy that opportunity? Wait a second. What's what's this analogy? It doesn't make any sense because the government would uh, you have to take care of yourself. So the government wouldn't need to spend as much money. Mm-hmm. So what is this future thing you're spending credit on? Well, what he's saying is here that uh, Ron Paul is making it so kids will take all their money and do what they want with it rather than being responsible and saving for their future. And we need the government here to make but sure there's a the safety what does the government net. have to do with saving for people's future? Social Security. We need to have the government to make sure that Social people are safe. Social Security is a terrible program that the government has robbed every chance that they've had. And uh, the, but the, Mark, the idea in theory, that in theory uh, the, you know, the government's supposed to take care government of people. Government tells lies. We haven't figured mm-hmm. that out from 75 well, years of Social Security. But you Suddenly know, they're going to stop telling lies. People are still getting their checks, Mark. So well, people are getting their checks nah. today, but they're getting they're becoming worth less and less yeah, over time. Have you seen inflation? The checks are getting smaller, and especially Medicare is not covering anything anymore. And they're raising the age of retirement, and et cetera, and so on. they're they're changing the rules. Yeah, of the, uh, the these program. young people know that Social Security isn't going to be there when they get to that age. So why in the yeah. world should they be interested in it? I just stopped. Here he goes. Uh, let's continue with his uh, analogy here. Anyone who can still recall being young knows that the future is a pretty absolute abstract concept. Most kids intellectually grasp that day will come, but the day is so conceptually remote that it is certainly not something the young worry about in the present. After all, what's more important, spending a fortune you don't have to impress a girl with a front row concert seats or worrying about how you're going to pay for it sometime in that all too nebulous future? Yet Representative Paul wants to take advantage of our youthful desire to please ourselves in the now at the cost of forfeiting the future. If you doubt the inherent inability of the young to plan for life's many challenges that they simply cannot relate until they get uh, relate to until they get older, consider the reality of the young immortals, the millions of young adults who are certain that they have no need to participate in health insurance programs because they are young and healthy and so expect this guy to stay pushing that way. socialized medicine too. I don't know, maybe. Why uh, Why spend all that money on insurance premiums when they can spend it on something more relevant to present wants and needs? And who can blame them? Insurance is expensive, and it's gotten that way because of government regulation. Oh, and, and not to mention that the younger you are, the less likely you're going to need the insurance. So you're paying a statistics game. The result People of this... do that every day. When you get into a car, you're playing a statistics game. You could very well die in it. The result of this thinking is the very heart of the skyrocketing cost of health insurance in America. With insufficient numbers of healthy people, the young, to balance the insurance pools, <laughs> the pools have filled up with people more likely to be sick, putting pool the pools way out of balance. Of course, this translates to dramatically higher insurance premiums for everyone. He's, of course, ignoring the fact that health care is exorbitantly expensive due to government interference and regulation, which yeah. is tremendously overregulated yeah. and controlled. If it wasn't for government, I mean... I don't think at this point I would even need health insurance if government had not meddled in medical to begin with. Right, because, because you could pay out of pocket. Yeah, anything that could happen to me. Uh, when, It'd be so cheap. Yeah. 
I mean, barring, I don't know, getting cancer or pregnant. Yeah, everything would be cheaper. Yeah. Pregnancies. Mark, you've read statistics on the air where, I mean, back in the 50s or whatever, before government really got involved in health care. Uh, I was talking more about the food I'd eat. It was like, what, a couple days of, uh, of pay to go to a hospital? It for... was, uh, it, if you took it out into real dollars, uh, you know, today, uh, if you equated it out, it would have been a $500 visit. It's $10,000. It's hard to imagine. That, today, you mean? Yeah, that the government you know multiplies the visit by 20 times but that's what the the you know that's what it that's what the numbers bear $10, out thousand dollars don't women have kids on the side of roads and stuff why do you need ten thousand dollars ten thousand dollars you have ten thousand dollars to go to the, have a that kid better the be the best drugs in the world we're going to come back to this ron paul thing maybe uh tomorrow night uh we've got kevin on the line now. i want to make sure he gets on the air here tonight kevin listening in indy to wxnt hi i'm what i'm calling about is i'm 56 years old yes sir Starting in 1960, you had John Kennedy came into power and began equal opportunities for everyone. And I, what I feel he did was he corrected the wrong from the Civil War, where for 100 years we had we freed our class, uh, class of people, but we didn't give them economic justice. So for the last 50 years, we've been trying to correct those wrongs. And that's really what the base of our society, the problem with where we've put us in turmoil for the last 50 years. We've come a long way. Just think if we could have started in 1865, it would be much further along. And at the same time, we eroded our manufacturing base, and uh, there's just not enough jobs for people in this country. I don't know if I quite understand what you're getting at. Maybe I'm a little confused. Are all the problems so, that we have today racially caused? A lot of it is. A lot of our situation is because we were, were trying to make – we had the welfare programs, the equal opportunity programs – which were very costly and disastrous. Uh, yeah. Correctness. Uh, all this has put our society into a turmoil. Plus, if if a hundred year, hundred fifty years instead of fifty years, uh, people were allowed to marry who they wanted, mm-hmm. okay. our individual society would be much further along. It'd be a bigger melting pot. And um, you know, I support people this, being able to marry whoever they want to. I mean, I mm-hmm. absolutely think that should be the case. Um, I don't know if that's going to solve all the problems in this country. I think the real problems come from aggressive force being used against peaceful people of all shapes and sizes. I think that has a lot of unintended consequences that are just disastrous. That goes back to the the control people exerted after the civil – certain municipalities. We have certain uh, groups here in Indianapolis. uh, we We have a tremendous problem with our police force, that our little towns around here have city courts, and if you drive into those towns, you make one mistake, you're getting a ticket or you're going to jail and you're paying mm-hmm. an exorbitant amount of months of money. So I totally agree with you there. But the only way we, you know, eventually we have to privatize everything. I saw MedSupps, which is uh, policies to people 65 and older uh, to cover their medical uh, coverage. And uh, I totally agree with the fact that everybody should have, um, you know, Medicare for everyone. Uh, we should all should have, have Medicare, Medicare for everyone or you mean a government program? This the only way to level the field. No. Well, no, no that's stealing. You don't get to, <laughs> to level the field by sinking it into the basement for everybody. Yeah, yeah. They stole money from my grandpa his entire life, and now they can't right. give him anything back in Medicare, and he's dying. Well, you could dissolve the whole medical program, but the doctors are in charge. So the only thing that the, Met, the Medicare program does is it does assign a fixed cost to everything. 
You yeah, don't want that. That's, 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 that's central control. That's where a group of bureaucrats arbitrarily decide what something is valued at instead of consumers and producers meeting on price at various different points for various different reasons. Uh, the current medical system is messed up. There's no doubt. But that's because of government meddling and government interference. And you just agreed with me a moment ago about people being aggressed against. And then you turned around and you said people should be aggressed against wholesale uh, in order oh. to provide uh, health care. How else are you going to get the money? Because there's going to be at least one person, probably millions more, that disagree. And so the only way to get money out of them is to threaten them. The only reason I just I, I have to say this, the only I'm looking at the fact we've got to get to one point before we can go totally free. So you don't get totally like, free by going to tyranny. Yeah. <laughs> you can't, you can't tighten understand. the news so you can loosen it. And this is what the Republicans do when they talk about, uh, well, we got to shut down the borders so we can make the country free so that we can let the immigrants in. I mean, it's, yeah. it's the same. freedom audition. It's the same thought process. Well, if you have the answers, I would love for you to be able to control the country and take care of it. I don't want to control. That's the answer. I don't want to control anything. I don't want to take over, and I don't want to tell you what to do, and I don't want to tell anybody else what to do. But I do have an answer, and it is freedom, and it is allowing other people to live their lives as they want, so long as they don't aggress against other peaceful people. And that's the answer. But the only way we're going to get there is by bringing people together. First of all, educating people as to those ideas, and then bringing people and getting them to apply them consistently across the board and then bringing the people that are the most consistent about it and the most willing to take some risk and do some activism to the same place which is why we all moved to new hampshire as part of the free state project but stay tuned because we're on every night there in indy and we'll be giving you all kinds of solutions over time so thanks for the call tonight back tomorrow with so much economic confusion who can you trust for straight talk for years author and investor peter schiff has been in the front of the pack pointing out the insanity while offering real investment solutions Now, all of Peter's videos, articles, and TV appearances are compiled into a free email. The EP Weekly Digest, which contains the fresh insights by Peter and other Europac voices, like the hard-charging Mike Pinto. To subscribe, please go to epweeklydigest.com, epweeklydigest.com.